Moto One Podcast Network. Welcome to Creative Writing, America's weird uncle of motorcycle podcasts. We're the big sounding podcast with the tiniest following. We're brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. For more details, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to your crazy, crazy show. Turn this off. Actually, regular batteries and brushless is like 10 minutes. So if you put a good fucking brush, a good battery in a brushless motor, they're fast as fuck. They got way more torque. And uh, the old ones, I feel like, would either break the tires loose, which tires have got way better, or they just... They'd have top speed, but they just wouldn't accelerate as hard. Mm-hmm. Dude, these things accelerate like motherfuckers. That's awesome. They're all running like slicks on clay tracks. <laughs> They're fucking rad. Yeah, so I got took a picture of my other one last night. And that is the uh, RC cast <laughs> with uh, from Wiggins and Jay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Creative Writing. Uh, this is episode. Anybody? Anybody? That's right. Uh, yeah. It's a 2020. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Is it 2020? It is 2020. And uh, if you want to hear uh, Wiggins' um, RC car, he brought it with him tonight. <laughs> and uh, he's going to fire it up for us here. Are you recording all this? Wow. you're. That's a pretty slick sound of RC car, my friend. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> is it gas? No, you said it was electric, right? All the good stuff's electric. <laughs> that's what she said. Anyways, um, yeah, this is episode 204, and uh, in this episode, we are going to have a guest on the line in a little bit talking about uh, some great motorcycle stuff. Um, Also, I wanted to give you a um, a reminder that the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of participants do not reflect the policy, position, opinions of Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast Network, the creators, affiliates, and the opinions of the respective participants is not intended to... Uh, malign, marginalize anyone or everything, even apple cart drivers. Do people drive apple carts? They don't drive apple carts, I don't think. They just push them around. Um, but yeah, anyways, this is episode 205. This is the first gang together episode of 2020, the new millennium. Nothing? I can't hear any sound effects. You can't. I'm not doing it. I was. Oh. I should do crickets. Here, there's one. How do you like that one? That's our... Neighbor firing up his Harley. And they uh, want to complain about my fucking bike. Well, it, it is. Wasn't it it's only seven. seven. It's only seven thirteen, <laughs> Jay. Uh, in five more hours, yes, he he won't be doing that either. Um, but yeah, no, I said the new millennium, but I I kid. It is the, the new decade. We're already twenty years into the new millennium. Um, I was just waiting to see if you guys called me out on that. Thanks for not. Um, so before we get into any hijinks, I don't know if you can hear. Uh, Wiggins did bring his. Um, well, actually, before I say Wiggins, I got to say we got uh, Waylon Jennings in here. He's going to switch his name from Wiggins to Waylon Jennings. <laughs> Wig showed up in some shit kickers and uh, decked out with his hair slicked back and his mustache all groomed. He's looking pretty slick tonight. <laughs> Throw some Daisy Dukes on him. <laughs> well, I know. We'll, we'll keep him the way he is. Uh, Jay, how was the ride over here tonight? 
Uh, I almost landed on somebody's hood. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jay drove over here per usual in her <laughs> usual manner. And uh, I did a few things, uh, including moving the bikes out of here tonight so we could record in uh, Creative Writing Studio. The popcorn popper just popped, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some more Creative Writing. Hey, this is the Beast Man, coming at you from GSXR 600 FM, The Squid. We've got creative writing coming at you at the top of the hour, but first, the traffic. We have a yellow SV650 down on the 405, and a high-speed police chase being led by an RC51 over in Glendale. Chopper Dave says the bike looks pretty cherry from his vantage point, but may not be so sharp from up close. Anyway, here's an oldie from Tilford Cellars featuring a little-known steel guitar player named Moto G Beats. When the bright that smell they're at it again the folks at rp enterprises solving two world problems with one great solution you got a hankering for some of grandma's hush puppies sure you do they're delicious you love them well how about solving world hunger and the pet overpopulation problem with one easy simple tasty solution fist puppies from rp enterprises never have to listen to a sarah mclaughlin song again about it Fist Puppies, available only at Hetty's on 4th Street. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back. We are back. We are back. And we'll be back some more in a second. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you. I'm interjecting here, actually, uh, to say thank you for Wigs for uh, his first weekly Wigs uh, submission. And uh, we're going to be doing that. It's like going to be a little segment we're going to be having on the show. Uh, we already got some feedback on it. Uh, Bri Viffer. Uh, field producer Brian Viffer, I might add, chimes in, hey, Wiggs, uh, I'll add my two cents. Last, uh, oh, I rode the live wire last month when the demo truck was at the Harley dealer in Riverside. My impression of it's basically the same as yours. It just poured on the speed instantaneously. If your game is all about out-and-out quickness, this bike is it. But for a motorcycle enthusiast, in quotations, whose heart pumps unleaded, I think electrics missed the mark. There's no symphonic exhaust note, vibration change from low to high RPMs, and no personal action of snapping the throttle, aiming for the perfect upshift. I think some of that takes away from the fun factor. So... We bought an electric car a few months ago, and it is stupid fast. And we also have a loner sports car right now, a Pontiac GTO with a 6.0 LS2 engine and a six-speed stick shift. Now, our Tesla is the Model X long range, not the quickest model they make, and in fact, probably their slowest, and it will absolutely spank the GOAT. But the GTO is so incredibly fun to drive. The exhaust just roars and jamming gears and nailing the gas brings a smile every time. But every time I do that, I think, whoop, there goes $3 in premium and unleaded. With a Tesla, you can drive like a maniac, watch the battery drop from 100 miles to 50 in less than 10 miles. Now, I might be exaggerating, but not by much. But in our purchase, charging is included at Tesla Superchargers, and we have solar panels at home, so it's all basically free there too. So that's my impression of the live wire versus an ice bike. Great for commuting, still loads of fun, but not exactly apples to apples when comparing the visceral emotions of riding. The other question I have is, who's the target market? Will Harley owners, oh, I'm sorry, with Harley owners all aging out and them being desperate for new riders, is this part of their answer? Having so many cool-looking Sportster models and bobbers is probably appealing to Harley-type guys looking to get into the Harley. But will they be looking to get a live wire? Or is it the middle-aged guy who already has a soft tail and looking to get a second bike, wants something fun, but is brand loyal? 
When I went to Riverside Demo Ride, I pulled up on a Buell, which is probably the closest Harley-esque thing to a live wire, but there were nothing... Sorry, but there were nothing but full choppers and baggers in the parking lot. All the dudes there were older dudes with big bellies and big beards, and the younger dudes had big leather vests and big chains hanging off their wallets. <laughs> Not what I would think of as the live wire target demo. I mean, even one of the baggers in the parking lot had swastika emblems on it. Ugh, I roll peace and grease, but no more oil stains on the driveway. Uh, so yeah, Wiggins's uh, little story this week was about the Harley Davidson live wire and his ride on it. Uh, he gave us a, his opinion and his, uh, you know, his view of what it was like to to get on that thing and rip around a little bit. And having ridden a few electric bikes myself, um, I can tell you, he talks about the upshifting. You definitely don't miss an upshift. And and uh, to be fair, one of the dealerships down in uh, Orange County that is one of the only. Uh, Energica dealerships uh, near to me, they were talking about how when you, your your brain, you have muscle memory, right? And you don't, uh, you don't crave upshifting when the engine RPMs aren't there to tell you, hey, upshift. You know, if you're cruising along on a bike and it's not giving you engine feedback, you don't shift anyway. And so Wiggins was saying he was, he made the switch pretty fast. And I think anybody could, you, you when there's nothing to shift, and nothing telling your brain to shift, like, you know, you hear RPMs winding real high or you feel the bike starting to get uncomfortable, uh, that's your cue to shift. So when there's nothing like that, like on an electric motorcycle, you don't have the urge to shift. Your muscle memory doesn't tell you to shift, so therefore you don't need to shift. As far as the charger on board, um, Wigs, that does not include the charger at your house. And every Harley-Davidson uh, dealership that's going to be selling these, it was it was mandatory that they install a charger at a cost of around, I think it was three or three, two or three, between two and four, let's just say that, depending on where you're at in the country, I guess. And the charger that it includes is the onboard, I believe, level three charger, uh, which is still pretty good. Fast charging is on the way. We talked to Neutron John a few months ago, who is still quite active uh, with installing um, and like building uh, the infrastructure in America right now to support electric vehicles. Um, I'm not allowed to talk about any information that we talked about about Harley-Davidson, but let's just say that Harley owners uh, will probably get free charging as well. Uh, I think right there on the Livewire site, it says that they've included uh, at least two years free charging or something like that. There's there's a a limited time of free charging, so you at least get that um, as part of your deal of buying a nearly $30,000 bike. And... Uh, Wiggins and Bry Viffer, I think the market here, and I think Wiggins was saying, where's Japan on this? Why hasn't anybody done it? Bry Viffer is wondering, who is the market going to be? When you go to a Harley dealership, you don't see a bunch of EV nerds. You see a bunch of, you know, leather-wearing Harley dudes, right? The Harley cosplayers, as Liza and Phil call them. And uh, basically... If you look to Japan, if you look to Thailand, where Harley-Davidson is currently manufacturing some of their smaller displacement models, and if you look to China, there are about f- a trillion uh, electric motorcycle companies coming out of China and India right now. Uh, because when we kind of pulled out of the... I forget if Trump pulled out of the Kyoto Compact or you know the um, what they call the global climate change thing you know that was... Uh, to the treaty that was going on in the meeting of the minds when we kind of pulled out of that and he's trying to ease uh epa restrictions here in the states china said in 2016 we want to be a world leader in uh pollution uh, going from one of the dirtiest countries to one of the cleanest so 
since they are a communist country, they can say, hey, listen, no, you got to throw away your gas vehicle. And effectively, starting to, uh, I was reading Electric, and it seemed like every other week there was a new electric motorcycle com- uh, company popping up. And I first noticed it on LinkedIn. Uh, have a lot of uh, contacts in the Asian market on LinkedIn and was reading some of their profiles. They are brand managers and stuff for companies like Evoke and a lot of weird little companies that we don't even hear of over here. But where are the, the Japanese brands, Wig, is, uh, was your question. And Bri, Viffer, yours is like, who's the market for? Well, to start off with, the Japanese companies aren't going to bring something over and sell it in a market where it's not going to sell. They're selling like hotcakes in um, in Asia. And actually, I believe Honda has had electric offerings for quite a while, as has BMW. Um, and uh, I, Kawasaki announced that they're going to be working on a um, an electric bike Right now, Honda showed something quite a while. I'm not sorry. Uh, Yamaha showed a concept a, a few years ago as well as Honda. And they've already ha- I mean, these are like new cutting edge concepts. But the electric offerings that they've already had are only going to sell in places where electric's going to be big. And I bet you they're going gangbusters in India and China right now or most of the ASEAN, a- ASEAN uh, markets. Brian Viffer, who's going to buy the live wire? Well, in about 20 years, when half the market is probably going to be zero, maybe Lightning will finally, you know, people will be adopting uh, electric bikes and Lightning will finally be able to bring us that $12,000 super bike they were talking about. More Energicas will sell. People will say, you know what? Electric bikes are more expensive. They are heavier. They're not as fast, but gosh dang it. They kind of pay for themselves. I'm only replacing brake pads and tires, you know, and brake fluid. Um, maybe we'll see things like that happen. And when that market catches on here, I'm going to say in 20 years, then you'll have a market. But you won't have a product to sell unless you start making it now, which is absolutely why Zero, Energica, Harley-Davidson now, and, and other people, once the Japanese see that it catches on here and people are, are adopting it here, they will, in fact... Uh, bring their stuff over here right now that's why harley is only offering their small displacement bikes and electric stuff in asia is because that's where it's selling right now and that's where the japanese brands have their stuff as well so yeah i'm excited uh and we'll we'll be talking a lot about the live wire in a little bit on this show and uh with that we're going to get back into it i did want to say at the end of the show uh we we read another one of briviffer's emails this one was this this is a little out of sync for you guys as when we we receive and and record all this stuff but his email that we're going to read at the end of the show uh was talking about the biltwell uh swap meet sale he sent us some great media from that we'll post that up on our blog and get some pictures out to you and let you know what you missed and he he as always spot on in his field production and uh, getting media to us. <coughs> Excuse me, pardon me. So I will get that out and uh, up on our blog. But the, the Biltwells, Wiggins was making fun of their helmets because they are made in China. <laughs> well, and then uh, I know it's because he's sponsored by Icon. And uh, in all fairness, Icons are only made in Korea. And uh, neither of them is snow rated. I think Icons used to be snow rated back in like the about 10 years ago, but um, I was just on Snell's website the other day looking for some Snell-rated stuff. The only motorcycle helmets uh, in America 
uh, that are made here is uh, Simpson, actually. And the Simpson stuff is made in Texas. And I believe it has a snow rating because they do a lot of uh, drag race and they do a lot of road race. And they even have some cool motorcycle helmets that built well. Style, uh, you might notice some styling cues there. And if you like the Stig from uh, Top Gear, he wore the... I believe his was like the stallion or something like that. So at any rate, uh, let's plop right back into this week's show. Let's take a couple more. We'll do another little break here. I'll let you guys get a drink of water, listen to some crummy uh, music, and then we'll get right back into this week's show. Zappers, Zappers. we got them. Whappers, Whappers. we got them. We got everything you need for your off-road adventure this summer at Nathan's Car Sports Village in Durston. On this week's show tonight, we have a guest on who broke the internet a few weeks back. Um, (laughs) It was some strategic timing because the holiday and travel season was just about to kick off. Mother Nature was just about to deliver another cold, cold uh, blast to the country. And so it was perfect time for someone escaping the cold or just coming out west for the holidays to grab the latest showstopper from Milwaukee and take it out for a spin. And so I think you know who my guest is, but go ahead and introduce yourself so everybody knows who we're yakking with. Hey, yeah, hey, it's Austin Rothbard uh, from Twisted Road. How, how are you? Pretty good. And um, if you can't tell, Austin's getting over a, uh, a cold right now. Five-day flu. Five-day <laughs> flu. It's rough. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Well, and you know what? You've got uh, you're headed up to the one show, right? Pretty soon. Yeah. So, yeah. You got, yeah, you got, I'll be there. You got to kick this thing, man. <laughs> I know I'm going to be there for a few days Then I'm heading down to Santa Cruz. I've got a night. Um, I'm, I'm going to be on motorcycles and misfits. I know you guys are friends with Liza and, uh, then I'm in San Francisco for a few days. Oh, sweet. Yeah. You know what? It's perfect time. I mean, it's, it was so lovely here today. I don't want to brag because I know half of our friends are, you know, and now another five months away from riding, but it's been yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> it's been really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, it's hard to hear, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, is that why you're getting out of t- town? You know, is that why you're taking a break or? Uh, um, no, I was, I've been gone for the last two weeks doing some travel for personal reasons. And then um, when I go up to the one show, you know, that's just to be with the community. Right. So. Yeah, so yeah. I'll be here in Chicago for the next few weeks. Yeah, man. Well, I hope you start feeling better and start kicking that because it sounds like you're going to be on the road a little bit and ain't nothing. Yeah, I will. Yeah, nothing ruins a road trip faster than <coughs> excuse me being sick as I cough I know, myself. I know. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit because the last time I posted something about you was last October when you revamped your website and I noticed there's a few things on there. You, you guys have, well, that's one major thing is that you've revamped your website. You guys have increased all your insurance coverages. And I noticed on there that you have a 97% five-star rating. And if you look at all the ratings on your site, 99% is four and five star. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. So I didn't, I didn't want to, I read all of it, but it's like way over my head. You, you've increased coverage. Um, and, and it looks like honestly to be, um, 
kind of a market leader in this. You seem to have that on lock because a lot of the other people are having, that's the one place that snags them is the insurance. Yeah, and, yeah. It took me two years to get what I, the coverage I wanted. You know, I was able to put something together in the short, in the short term, but it literally took me two years to finally lock down the coverage I wanted. We can start wherever you want. We can start talking about insurance if it's on people's minds, or we can go into the new website, or we can talk about the live wire, whatever, wherever you want to start. I'll, <laughs> I'll start. Right. So, so that's the big news is that when you broke the internet, I had seen, um, you know, Twisted Road on car sites. And when you start seeing Twisted Road and, and, and somebody that you're familiar with, on you know car sites business news um I, I on our post i listed everywhere i saw it because i saw it even on um some financial site somewhere like that's initially yeah. what, what got thrown up in my feed and i thought what and i started following back and you were everywhere it was the perfect time and now you do have two at least um you know as of december two live wires on the site correct yeah, we have two. There was somebody emailing us last week asking questions about putting theirs on as well. But right now we have two on the site. One's in San Francisco and one is in um, L.A. It's kind of a, you know, I think the San Francisco one's in San Mateo and the L.A. one's like, I don't know, somewhere east of L.A. But okay. it's in the L.A. area. Right. And so, and that's even perfect because there's so many uh, riders down here in LA and, and being actually a little bit east of downtown is kind of convenient. So yeah, so that, that broke the internet. And, um, if and the, people- guy, the guy, the guy who has the live wire, uh, in, in LA as he's great. He's actually willing to take it to the airport for people. So if people come in from out of town, he'll, he'll bring it to them and, uh, they could pick it up there. Yeah. And I can't think of anything, um, you know, better than that, simply because like this li- literally is travel season. And there, I know a lot of people are going to be uh, coming in LAX is, you know, busy all year round. Um, so let's, yeah, let's jump backwards to your, the website, you guys revamped it in October. And yeah. you added a, a lot of new features and like user, um, I guess, like, like made it smoother for users and, and things like that. Um, I noticed that you also had like uh, different the layouts of like the ratings and stuff were different or maybe more visible from last time I looked. I'm not, uh, I can't remember that far back. I barely remember what I had for breakfast, but I I remember the layout looked different. So it was more, um, a little bit more like transparent and easy to use. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have happened. So, um, Let's see. The first, the main thing that we've done is we took all the tech and development in house. I mean, people wouldn't won't see that visually, but we hired an agency to do our original website, and then we basically ended uh, that relationship and started coding our own platform in February of last year. And we went live in October. Right. So um, now <clears throat> there's a lot of things that are better, better uh, are better. But the, the easy thing is mo- navigating the site. Uh, it will be more intuitive. Seeing information on your phone, our mobile experience, the entire site's designed for mobile. Um, and then we, we launched our blog, and we have a lot of good articles there. We just wrote an article today that we launched on lane splitting. Um, so we have about an article, I don't know, every week or so comes out there. Um, and there's little, there's you'll see little cool little tidbits all the way through. So, for example, if a bike has been listed on our, is new to our site, it'll have a little new badge next to it so that you can see the new bike. So little things like that are happening everywhere. Uh, later this week, we're going to have a chat feature so that people don't have to email us if they have questions. They can just click the button in the bottom right, and we'll they can message us live. I mean, there's a lot of small little tweaks that are happening yeah. all the time now. 
it's all the time. Yeah, and and that's really cool because you can do, I guess they call it lean, where you kind of like program some stuff, put it out, program, put it out, and see what's yeah. working and what's not, and it doesn't affect the end user really. It doesn't, yeah, because it just it just is always it's always improving. Here's something that's that's cool that we did is, and again, again, this you see this everywhere in a lot of other sites. But right now, if you were to go to a bike that you like, or even better, if you have a motorcycle on our site and you want and you want to tell your friends about it, you'd. <clears throat> You click your bike, and then what you would do is um, there's a share button now, and you could share it to Facebook, you could share it through email, let all your friends know. And we're getting people who are now sharing their bikes uh, and getting actually getting rentals from it, which is we'll say, hey, I just got a rental because I shared my bike yeah. on Facebook. So it's kind of cool. That is. Um, and then the next step is that you uh, increase the um – the, the insurance and so you know we have like a hundred thousand uh, dollars liability protection um and like i saw somewhere up there like up to a million or something like that like the numbers yeah. are phenomenal but when you think about what it costs to like do a track uh you know if you're a promoter doing a track day or a race or something it's so, sort of the same thing so you really had to do some research and kind of like uh you know figure your way around this is the stickiest area that most other rental uh, companies seem to have problems with even legit ones. You know, it's the insurance part, right? Right, right. So let me break break down the insurance so that um, so that uh, it's easy to digest. There's two parts of insurance. There's damage, which covers damage to the motorcycle itself, and then there's liability. And liability is often the way liability works is it's holding, it's being held responsible. Uh, for something other than the bike. So a great example is you're driving your car, you get into an accident, and you you damage a Jeep Grand Cherokee in the next lane. Your liability insurance will cover that damage. So all all uh, riders on the platform have the ability to purchase up to a million dollars of liability insurance through us, uh, and also they are they can purchase our insurance for damage, which covers. Uh, damages to the owner's bike right so that's real simple and on the flip side the owner is always covered for damages to their bike during the rental and on top of that um they get a hundred thousand dollars of included liability insurance they can include that to a million dollars if they want so so um basically we're covering damages and liability on both the owner and the rider what's changed this there's a lot that's changed one is the levels of, of coverage, but also riders weren't able to buy insurance from us before. Now they can at checkout. No different than getting insurance at a rental car counter at Enterprise when you're when you're when you're leaving the counter. You know you can do that with us now too. Right, and I think that that's a huge bonus because the other ones was like, uh, and and I think maybe even even Twisted Road in the very beginning was like, hey, we got you covered. Not necessarily telling you how or how much, but we, you yeah. know, you know, you're covered, and you really didn't have to worry about that. Thank, you know, thank God, right? But, but now it's all there for people to see, and it's like, wow, that's uh, legit. You know what I'm, what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a nice, yeah, it's, it's a nice great. step, right? It's nice to we're see you guys. We're getting a lot of, we're getting a lot of people now. You know, before you, in order to rent with us, you had to have coverage on your own motorcycle. In other words, you had to re- have a motorcycle in the garage that was insured for us to ride to ride with us, uh, and now. Yeah. Um, this allows people who are who don't have a bike anymore, you know, who 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 just moved to the United States. Maybe someone's traveling from Australia and they want to ride. Like like it just opens it up. So, you know, you sold your bike three years ago. You want to buy a new bike, or you just want to go riding. Now 
now we're there for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. And, and it's honestly, uh, uh, some of the other people I've talked to, it, it's hard if you're not, um, you know, if you don't have insurance, it's, it's basically based off your insurance to begin with. It's not like a supplemental thing like you guys are offering here. So it's really, it is a, it is a kind of a tricky thing when you're renting and to know exactly how, how you're going to be covered. Cause you never, you never expect to be. And for what the most part, I mean, 99% of people, nothing ever happens, right? But it's that 1% right. that when something does, you've got them covered. And even if something happens, you know what, the easy, here's what the typical thing that'll happen is somebody goes, they, 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 they park the bike, they get off it, they go start walking to the coffee shop and they hear the bike fall over because yeah. the stand down all the way. Right, you right. Know, that, that could be, <clears throat> depending, it could be $500 of damage or more based on what parts got scratched up. So, but we're all covered. We, we do our best to take care of both owners and riders. We try to be fair. And our, our company is made up of riders. And we're always saying, you know, what's the, what's like, what is the fair thing to do? I mean, what's the fair thing to do? There's someone who was rushed. Here's a weird example. <clears throat> Somebody gave us a bad recommendation on, uh, on uh, Facebook recently. It's one of the only bad ones we get. And I read it and he said, you know, I hate it. I rented this, I rented this bike through them and, you know, I took it off road or did whatever I did. And then, you know, I banged up the, the, the speedometer and they got some scratches and they charged me, you know, to, to replace the, I don't know, whatever the piece was that got scratched. And he goes, don't, don't they realize that this is part of the, the deal? Like if you've got your bike on there, you know, it could get damaged and you just have to live with it. It's just a scratch. And I'm thinking, what? Like you, you took someone's bike and it's their personal motorcycle. You did damage to it. Sure, it's just cosmetic. We charged you to, to repair it. And now you're frustrated because you got charged. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's nothing in that story that I'm embarrassed or ashamed of. Like, we protect the owners. The owner yeah. had, wants the bike back in the same condition as when it left, period. Yeah. Um, and then, and obviously, like I said, some of the other ones are uh, a little bit foggy. And then you find out that it's actually just your insurance that's paying for it. And then if you... You know, that's why you have to have a whole profile and proof of insurance and this and that. It's, it's kind yeah. of wonky. Um, yeah. I mean, you're you're at the level, like you said, of a rental car company or the um, – I think the only other person that's doing exactly what you're doing is possibly Eagle Rider. But I'm not even sure how their insurance uh, works. Well, they're there. different. Yeah, so, the, so they're different just so that you know. Eagle Rider and any independent motorcycle rental shop that you see you – know, if you're at the Blue Ridge Parkway, there will be rental shops there – they, uh, motorcycle rental insurance is actually much easier for them because they own the inventory. Oh, right. And, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, but the minute you don't own the inventory, like we don't own it, it just becomes harder. Yeah. But you know, we're, <laughs> we're breaking the ground here, which is great. I mean, to be able to insure this live wire, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of exciting. Like just to know that he's, he's got a brand new bike, less than 500 miles on it. We're seeing that now we're seeing people buying new bikes. We've got, <clears throat> You know the uh, the new Indian, the FTR twelve hundred. I don't know if you know it. But yeah, yeah. It's we've got a few of those on the on the site, and they have like less than a thousand miles on them. Yeah, you know, we got a bunch of twenty twenty Harleys. You know, it's just I don't know. It's it's people want to people want to list them to pay them off. <laughs> they want to pay them off. You know, but it makes me really proud because for us, we're building a community first, and we're building our communities based on trust yeah so when i see people listing their brand new bikes it just shows the level of trust we've built and you can you you mentioned our reviews earlier um 
97% of the reviews on the site are five-star. And, and after each ride, the rider and the owner rate each other and the experience, and then the rider also gets to rate the bike. And that just is there, so just in case, you know, maybe the bike wasn't, had an issue, but the, 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 the owner of the bike was great and responsive, then at least you can decouple those two. Yeah, yeah. 97% of those are, are five-star. Now, something that we just did uh, last week or the week before is you can, you can see a, uh, a summary of our reviews, and we show, if you go onto our site, I think in the upper right corner where it says learn, you can see like customer reviews. We have a whole page there highlighting what people are saying about us. And that's dynamic. It's always changing as new reviews come up. That change that 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 page just changes automatically. Yeah, that's part of what I was talking about that I that I noticed was different because I um, I went on like you know a couple of days ago and and I hadn't noticed some things. Of course, like I said, I don't remember even last year's from this year. It could have all changed. <laughs> I probably wouldn't notice right, hugely. Right, right. But yeah, no, there's a lot of interaction and a lot of transparency there. And I think that's great. And I think what you said is great that you guys are breaking ground and actually making it work. So, I mean, this is really cool. And, and you know, a hundred years from now, when we're looking back at the history of how vehicles work, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot more community-based um you know, even cars at this point, I think, are going to be more community-based instead of like single ownership. Is we're right. gonna, we're going to see, you know, your name will pop up on the motorcycle side as like, hey, these was was an industry first um, leader in this market to doing this. Um, now that you've got like There's one a lot of, the- of people who want to ride that have a bike and it sits in the garage and they're like, you know, I don't want to get rid of it because I enjoy riding. But man, I keep making the payments on this thing and the insurance is killing me and all these things. I just want to ride every now and then. I want the ability to do it. A person like that who may ride only once a year in the future may not even have a bike. You know, They'll just rent from us at the right time when they yeah. want to ride. They'll just throw their leg over any bike we've got. And what that does is the people who are more frequent riders, you know, not a daily commuter, but someone who's maybe riding you know, um, a little bit more frequently – will actually get a little bit of extra money to pay off their bike and start adding another. And we're seeing that. We're seeing people pick up a second and third bike now because they're making so much money on the site. They've yeah. paid off their bike and they throw another one in the stable. Yeah, that's really cool. That's the, I don't, you know, a straight up rental service won't allow you to do that when you're when you're just paying the money to get the bike, right? So right, right, yeah, right. Um, we're we're getting close on time for when you have to leave. But I did want to ask you now that you've got like one of the most futuristic bikes on your site. Um, what do you think the futures for Twisted Road are? Um, period. Like, do you got do you have any big like long stretch goals that you're trying to work out right now, or are you just kind of like trying to chug ahead? and see how well you do before you like go over the next crest it's like it's like it's a it's a great question i'll tell you what we we have there's me and three other people and we have a, ha- a handful of freelancers who help us out as well we've got like our heads are down and we're just doing everything we can to build this community it's number one on our on our minds now we've got a handful of other strategic things that we're thinking about and discussing <clears throat> pretty soon we're going to be launching you know what? I need to I need to follow up with you in about a week or two when we launch this. <laughs> okay. to Tell everybody, but we have a really exciting referral program coming coming up soon. It's going to launch in the next week or so. We have a really powerful uh, partnership that we're launching also in the next week or two with someone who's on YouTube who has a really strong following on YouTube. So I'll I'll just text you and you can announce these to your community. But yeah. they're really they're really just some really cool advances we're making. 
rad. And then as far as the motorcycle industry, like you said, possibly maybe uh, no, you don't even own a, a motorcycle in the future, but what do you think the future for the motorcycle industry in general is? Do you think uh, new bike sales drop off because there's all these rental sales or do you think they increase because oh, now know, people can rent and buy a new bike? You know what? It's a great, it's kind of an interesting question. And if, and, and whenever there's a disruptive technology, if you go back to the VCR, Everyone thought, oh, my God, the VCR, no one's going to go to the movies anymore. And what happened was people actually started going to the movies more often and there was more money in, in the whole ecosystem. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I feel like there's a slight, a small renaissance starting now in the motorcycle world where people are riding is becoming more interesting and attractive. Sure, it's not the people who are, are uh, the, the people who are riding now and are getting interested are younger, um, want smaller used bikes. Um, I don't know exactly where it's going, but it's cool seeing all the custom builds and everything that's coming up. What we do, what we see quite a, quite often, is we see people come to our site to try a bike before they buy, and they'll say, <clears throat> you know, you'll see them, you'll see them in uh, like San Diego, they'll rent like six different bikes over the course of three months. And then they don't rent anymore, but they have a bike on the site. It's like, okay, we know what you're, you know, we know what you're doing. You're renting to try different bikes before you bought one. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's yeah. kind of cool. I mean, I've thought of it myself. I don't necessarily want to pay the insurance on a certain type of bike, or or buy, even buy it and have to maintain it. So it's like I would, I'm totally down to go on and, and try one that way. You know, so I well, under, I understand it. Yeah, let's say you've got a, a you know. My, I ride a, a pretty basic bike. I got a Moto Guzzi V7 Classic. Now, I'm in San Francisco three months ago. I got I hopped on the uh, BMW R9T. Like, there's no way that I'm buying a second bike. My wife will never <laughs> even, I mean, that's not even a consideration. Yeah, yeah. But hopping on the BMW R9T for like three days was amazing. It was a great bike, nimble, nimble fast, good looking. It was just like, so sweet. And so the beauty is, you know, let's say you got a big bagger and something comes out and it's cool and you want to try it. Like maybe you want to try the, the you know, the, the Triumph Thruxton. Like you can, you can play around and try these things without buying them. It just, it just offers a whole new dimension to the hobby of riding. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that is kind of where the – future is headed with um you know and and basically this is stuff that was not happening 20 years ago wasn't even happening 10 years ago right well i mean five years ago. i was gonna say barely started if at all five years ago so yeah right. i'm really excited well austin we're gonna cut you loose i know you had to recoup and uh we're right at our time so uh i'm cool. I, i'm stoked that we didn't keep you too long i hope you feel better we'll have a good time at the one show and Thank you so much. If you're down and here, I'll get, I'll get back to you in the next week or so when we have these big announcements going. I know you'll be happy to tell your, your community. About Absolutely. It. And if you're at the OG show this year, uh, we'll try and hook up again. And, and I'll actually I'll try be to. There. Okay, I'll yeah, hang I'll out. I'll might, hang out a little longer than last time. I might be up at cool, the one cool, show cool. too. Cool. All right. So. Wiggins might be at the one show, so he'll stop by and say hi. All right. All right. All right. All right. Connect with you guys soon. All right. Talk later, man. All right. Bye bye. Bye. I held up the tides on Monday.
<laughs> okay, we're back. We're mouths full of popcorn here. Yeah, that'll sound good on the recorder. <laughs> so we we had a chance um, at the top of the show there to talk to uh, Austin Rothbard from Twisted Road. He was talking about his um, his uh, the you know live wire being on his site and how. You know, I kind of brought it up, I guess. That I, I saw it all over the internet. The live wire, you know, even on... on yeah, um, dude, I saw that. So it's a customer's bike uh-huh. that he has a list, that they listed on the site. Yeah, somebody in That's San Francisco awesome. and somebody here in L.A. And um, I saw it on a financial site of all places. So, mm. like, when you hit a financial site and you're a, a startup a rental company, you know you made it big, right? So I think it's cool because, like I said, I think that his company is showcasing the, the reason part of it was such in the news is a that he's done all this great thing just in the last couple months and and like you said he's got some more coming on the way he's going to let us know about but also showcasing the live wire right now for anybody is like internet gold basically because mm-hmm. everybody's talking about That's it really people smart. were shit talking it like a year ago and now everybody's like well now that it's real and like mm-hmm. and charlie and you and we, they can't wait to see like i can't wait to see what they did um when they finished up here for a long way up. I want to see it. I can't wait for that to come out so we can check it out. Um, what do you guys think about the futures for 2020? Um, I just read an A&R article, uh, Asphalt and Rubber article, showing that market growth was flat for 2019, which they said was pretty sad. But the flat is a little bit of a misnomer because um, they didn't they didn't really account for the growth in a lot of – like the off-road section like blew up. The off-road section is basically what's carried the motorcycle industry even in times of drought because um, lots of people have off-road bikes and race off-road even if they're not, quote, motorcyclists like motorcycle commuters, um, club members, uh, street or touring riders. There's a hell of a lot of people that ride off-road and dirt. Um, Everybody in my town, you wouldn't have called anybody where I was growing up as a kid. Only the Hells Angels that lived down the street were like bikers everybody else was a farmer a banker blah 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 but they all raced moto or did trials by by our house so it's like yeah you don't count those guys as it's amazing how many people ride dirt bikes but Uh don't ride on the street Mm -hmm. and it's a like a staggering number of people yeah and so it was it's pretty crazy the um the the dirt market actually did grow the the um i was looking at some stats that uh, I got given on the street by some guy in a sleeping bag who told me not to, to lose his number after I got it, after I got these stats, because I think they're illegal to give to me. But there was some serious growth in 2018 in the ADV section. Um, ADV bikes over uh, 750. That's what I was going to say. I thought that I seen a lot more ADVs. Mm-hmm. Like, people buying them and just advertisements and stuff. And when I first started the podcast, Steve from the Cafe Racer and I were talking about, do you think ADV's dead? Like that was the thing cuz Cafe Racers were kind of heading were had were huge and were kind of going out. And the ADV thing was like, eh, BMW had been on the market for a while and not really gone anywhere like we think of them today. And on the contrary, the over uh 750cc segment gr- has grown in the past year. And the four, <clears throat> 450 to 550 class, no, 350 to 450 class. And I was trying to figure out who the hell makes <laughs> a 350 to 450 dual sport. And dual sport has to meet federal. Doesn't BMW have the, the GS? But it's not a 450. They don't have anything under 750 anymore. I thought they have a GS 300. A BMW? Yeah. The, but I'm talking 350 to 450. Mm. 
Like I, the only the only brand I could find was the KTM's had has a uh, like a 450 Duke or something like that. That's mm. a, that's actually like a street legal enduro, and I was like, it can't be KTM accounting for all these numbers. It was like thousands of bikes, and I was like, that is so weird. There's got to be somebody like Husky that I'm forgetting about, or something. But that mm. that segment, and then the over 300, and actually the part that dropped was the 450 to 750, which means like the Honda CBX 500, the um. The NC seven hundred, it's now a seven fifty. So I mean, I guess that's in that new section. But the um, the X the KR six fifty L, which was discontinued in eighteen, but the XL six the XR six fifty L from Honda, that's like the smallest class. So it's like this middle class and the upper class grew actually, and then on sale on road motorcycles did kind of flatten out with um. Some people posting losses, uh, but I don't know. I think if you look at a graph, it's gone up steadily. And it, and in twenty from twenty two thousand four or five to two thousand eight, sure it shot way up and then went back down. But that underlying arch, if you were to just draw a line, it was it's kind of continual. You know, if you take that out of account, and so I don't know. It's flat. Is it flat or is it just slower growth? You know, and I think that we're actually the stock market's been good. Um, despite all the crazy doom and gloom of the last like three years and all the crazy like edges of war that people <laughs> have felt like we're going on, <laughs> the stock market has been doing pretty good. So, um, the stock market likes what's been, when ha- been happening behind the scenes. Um, and I think that it's a, like, like Austin said, people are using sites now, like, like twisted road to fund a new, uh, another bike and all this stuff. So I think I, it, it'll be interesting, I think. But um, what do you guys think the futures are just for this year? I don't want to think 10 years in, in the future, but what do you guys think for 2020? What's going to be like the big trend? People eating on mic and it, be, and it sounding good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope so, because we're going to start it with this episode. Right I'm going to say more urban riding, because there's a lot of more. Am I on? I can't hear myself. Yeah, you're on. Uh, more urban riding. There's going to be, there's a lot more smaller displacement bikes that are going to be on the market. Yeah. Um, so. Did that turn you up, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, is that blowing your eardrums out now, though? No, it's not too bad. Okay. So that's my, it's more my Wait, hang on. What yeah. about you, podcast listeners? You guys still good? Okay, you good? Okay, good. Oh, shit. Hang on. Okay, urban writing. Don't yep. lose your train of thought. Okay. We need to do word of the week. We cannot forget this. Word of the week. We can't forget this. I hope we don't draw urban out of there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it won't be retroactive. It's only active once the bell rings. So hang on one sec. I'm going to turn myself down so I don't trip anything. But yeah, futures. People chewing on mics, all that great stuff. Jay, have you picked a word this season? I picked the last one. Okay. I haven't picked one in 100 years. So I think I'm going to pick the last one. <coughs> so I don't shuffle anything. Sure, You're going to get butter on it because that's where you had your I popcorn. All salt and butter and grease. We didn't have bowls. I just cooked a whole bunch of popcorn for us, like, All of the fucking popcorn kernel shit is stuck in my teeth now. <laughs> I think he turned himself down. I can't hear him. I know. And he's over there I'm rambling. I'm just shaking my head like I know what he's talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, here I'm talking into the microphone <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> what a stooge. It took me a minute to figure it out. Yeah, because you can hear me. So anyways, what I was saying is that I popped us three gallons of popcorn. <laughs> and then we poured it into our shirts. Because I didn't bring bowls. God dang, that whole bit. If it wasn't stupid, <laughs> now it was then. So tonight's word is hooligan. All right? Tonight's word is hooligan. 
shouldn't be in there. So what shouldn't even be in there? I think I'm gonna go out on a limb. I should have written the name of who who submitted the word when I what when if I. You, like it, if it's super hooligan, that's totally different, right? No, because that's a two words: super okay. and hooligan. Because <laughs> uh, so word... those two words don't belong together anyway. Uh, so shots fired, twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so once the bell has rung, the uh, the word of the week is. Oh, guess what? I can't find my bell soundtrack. I guess we don't. Uh, it doesn't apply to us this week. So uh, should see the new rules. We'll Every get, year they just hang they, on, hang on. We'll get there. One year they tell me I'm a fucking hang on. moron. Here it is. Then they, then they adapt the my way. rules. Yeah. We Isn't, changed our mind. Hey, don't you know the story of corporate America? That's <laughs> that's how businesses are made. <laughs> my friend's mom supposedly invented a uh, you know when band the band aid brand already existed, but she's like we should put like antibiotics on these and like it'll. Mm-hmm. It'll help it heal faster. And they're like, that's so stupid. And then, like she said, like six months later, they were advertising Band-Aid, the, uh, <laughs> medicated, yeah, the medicated brand. She probably didn't talk to the owner of Band-Aid and Here. get called a fucking idiot for it. Mm-hmm. No, she mm-hmm. talked to somebody. She, was, she worked in a hospital. She probably said it and Alexa heard her. Hang on one sec. <laughs> and Band-Aid pays for that. The word of the week is uh, now active. I can't find my stupid bike bell, but... Uh, that bell signifies is it, it. Is it on your bike? Here. <laughs> Zing. That's my bike bell. Oh. Yeah, I just need to go over there and ring my bicycle. Yeah, guys, I didn't want to say it like out loud, but I did sell my motorcycles for bikes. Here it is. <coughs> now it's official. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the word of the week is a whoa. <laughs> it's alive. That's what it is. Um, yeah. To, to make a long story short, she worked at a hospital. She was like a nurse or something, and she uh, told her boss, who mysteriously retired like six months after when the medicated Band-Aid came out. Um, speaking of futures, medicated Band-Aids were not, didn't exist uh, at that time, some, sometime in the 70s or whenever she thought of it. Um, what do you guys think doesn't exist today but is going to exist in about, you know, the next five years? Medicated Band-Aids? <laughs> yeah. Uh, brain implants. We're going to have the neural lace. I love Wigan's face. (laughs) Are you eating tobacco? Because you had this look on your face like, okay. (laughs) No. I didn't know you could even eat tobacco. But listen, I did it once. It was was not good. Isn't that? I did it once on accident. It was the last time. I was going to say, that's how my dad kept me from chewing tobacco. He's like, hey, little kid, you want some? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I made the mistake on my own. Oh, yeah, my mom was very mad, but I never chewed tobacco after that. <laughs> Thanks, <Right>? Dad. <laughs> Growing up where we did, it's a miracle. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Everybody chews. And so yeah. I think my dad was like, if I give him this tobacco, but he's like, I'm not giving him moonshine. He needs to know how to make moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> the family secret will die. Um, yeah, you know, today's... So you know how to make moonshine? Because mm. that'd be awesome. No comment. No comment. I it's had some it's only illegal ass. to sell, by the way. I, I got... My neighbor knows somebody in Big Bear, and he gave me this cherry moonshine that's, like, legit bootleg moonshine. It was the fucking smoothest, most powerful moonshine. I got ever. some real Tennessee straight moonshine at home. I took, like, two sips, and I was already buzzing. Yeah. I was like, God damn. It's scary because it is, like, super strong. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the you know, trick is... You guys you, ever hear a Jake leg? If you fuck it up, you'll go blind and die. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> and, or you'll that's, get Jake leg, yeah. Uh, is that permanent? The thing is, is that white lightning is straight out of your thump keg and cooler. Like, it's straight out of it, and that's why it's clear, and it's like a bajillion percent alcohol. And so, and it has all the impurities in it. 
And so if you drink that, you're likely to go blind. You could possibly die. Well, it's also the top. Like when it first starts coming off, it's methanol. Yeah. And then so you have to know how long to wait, and then it starts coming out with the moonshine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how long to wait. And yeah. moonshine's really just whiskey. It's stronger. I don't know what they do to make whiskey not as strong, but then they take w- moonshine well, and they put it in the barrels to soak. It, or to like, yeah. You know, and that's what it does. That's when, why it, when it ferments, tastes like the it wood. actually ferments alcohol off. Oh, okay. And that's where it gets its color, too. Yeah, it's from And then that it wood. depends on if it's like a bourbon or, a, a, you know, yeah. like what sort. But, you know, that, that shit, Jake Leg was real and blindless and all that shit, too, because all the impurities and everything was in there. That's why it's <clears throat> illegal is because it's not, dis- it's distilled, but it's not, like, purified. Mm. Yeah. But you still have to, uh, and pretty sure, at least in California, you can make your own moonshine and your own whiskey. Well, I'm not going to take your word for it. You just I you don't... can't sell alcohol. That's the yeah. big thing that makes it illegal is selling it. You know, even even whiskey distilleries can't. They have to sell it to the ATF and buy it back with the tax on it in order to sell it. That's, oh, really? That's how it works. Yeah, that's how they pay the tax on their product. Interesting. Before, yeah. That's how it works is when you make whiskey legally, you have to sell it to the ATF. Because that's the same for like home beer, home brew beer and stuff too. Home brew beer, you're actually allowed to if you don't do over a certain number of gallons a year. Yeah. Is yeah. this creative drinking podcast? It should be. <laughs> I think the future for 2020 is going to be we can get wasted on this shit show every week. Yeah. No, I used to brew beer, so I knew, I know I did. the, I did too. Um, yeah, the legal limits was like, I think it was like, it's enough. In California, you're not like, just home brewing. You're you're got an operation going. In yeah, in California, I think it was a hundred gallons a year. Yeah, which is a lot. That's a lot. But it, but when you're but running a brewery, it's like that's a day's worth of. That's can an you hour's um? Worth of. Can you sell it? No. Okay, that's the big difference then. Mm-hmm. That's when it really becomes a. You got to get a license. To well, that's sell when it. anything becomes illegal. You could probably grow your own weed, but once you try to sell it, boy. Exactly. Clink them. You can make your own motorcycle, but if you try to sell it, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> yep. There's no VIN. There's no... <laughs> you can make one. Mm-hmm. Your limit's one. Yeah, but you still have to get a VIN yeah, for it. And, yeah. And, and you can't sell it without that. Right. So, but you can make one. And if you just take make a track bike, because I have plenty of friends that make track bikes and uh, from scratch, and they just they don't make the motor, but, you know, that's that. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad we got the word out of uh, the week out of the way, because I know you're going to be heading up to a particular race. <laughs> like this month or next month? It's next month, isn't it? Next month. Yeah, but we're going to be we're gonna be Are balls in deep in next month. You're racing? Yeah, I'm going to go to the one show. Mm-hmm. Nice. What class are you going to race in there? The Oops. stupid class. <laughs> yeah. Do they, um, they have a stupid class this yeah, year? Yeah, <laughs> they've had it for the last few years. <laughs> But it's cool because, I mean, in a long roundabout way, I've halfway written the rule book for him now. Nice. <laughs> if they would have just listened to me to start instead of calling me fucking stupid, their rule book couldn't have, it could have been set five years ago. I want to bring this back to the Band-Aid c- conversation we were having a few minutes ago. Oh, because I know. it sounds like that's I, what's happening. Well, kind of. You ought to, you ought to go They in. legitimately thought I was fucking stupid and I just wanted to win and I was just doing it for the money. Wigs, it's because you had long hair. You go in there in this get-up you're in right now, especially with a six-shooter on your hip, and <laughs> anybody's going to listen to what you have to say. I guarantee. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was talking to my... Um, I want to say my rep, my, I don't know, the lady in charge of the riders at Icon. And she was like, hey, we're putting on a bunch of stuff at this race. Like, we'd really love to have some presents on the track. Um, Not Christmas presents, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 
they're like, we're going to have some cameras there. We're going to have some other riders there. They're going to do like a halftime show with like long swing arm bikes <laughs> racing around the track. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude. Listen, that, that could be cool. Do you remember when I told the WIR top 10 that they should try to like sling those bikes around the track? Do you remember that? That was just like a couple years ago. And now that, are they really doing it it's like drag yeah. bikes? Yeah, they're taking yes. like ex- well like or hill climb bikes. Just like long like street arm. bikes, like long swing arm street bikes. Yeah. So, um there's, I had to turn you down, Jay. We I know, I was like, right are now. we popping more popcorn? Yeah. I mean, like some of the stunt riders do like long swing arms. That's actually Jay's spine. I to drift them? Yeah. So I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know what it's going to be? We can call it the mud flinger class, right? Because it's just anybody that's standing next to the track when a long uh, swing arm wheel comes around. They're probably the going to have uh, like street bike tires on them. Oh, so it'll be like funny to watch. Oh, like they're not going to, they'll do well because, you know, I know the riders that are on them are really good. But so they're doing that. They're having like a room at the show that's like all iconed out. Like, um, yeah, they're spending a lot of money on it. So they were like, we'd love for you to come up. And I was like, well, since you signed checks for me, and uh, I, I mean, Icon's been a fucking amazing sponsor, to put it mildly. So I'm going to go up. I Wait, was trying put to, it wildly. Just go crazy on this show. <laughs> this first show of 2020. Um, I was actually trying to get Jasper in anyway. So she's like, yeah, come up, bring him up. So nice. I'm going to try and get Jasper over there Friday and take him to like, they have like a back room at, at Icon itself that's full of gear. Wiggins is not taking a boy to the back room for all of you who are just freaking out right now. It's at Icon. He's getting them gear. Does it make it better if his dad's going to be there or is that worse? Oh my God. <laughs> so anyway. You're, you're going to be in Oregon. So that's like, I don't know how that is. It's probably cool. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. <laughs> God, did you guys see the Ricky Gervais uh, yeah. Golden Globes? No. Yeah. Oh, dude, so he, many people he told everyone in Hollywood that like they work for these horrible, corrupt people, and that they have no like. He said it as a comedian; it was funnier. He was like, "And you guys have no idea what real life is like. Get up here, accept your award, say thank you, and get the fuck off the stage." Yeah, I did read the paraphrase of what he yeah. said. Yeah, uh-huh. watch the whole eight minutes; it's pretty good. But yeah, yeah. so I think that's pretty legit. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, and then he made an Epstein joke, and he said, "I know he was your friend." <laughs> So yeah. many people oh. were uncomfortable. He called him. That was he also like legit just called them pedophiles once. He stood in front. So he started his whole joke with, "This is the last time I'm going to be doing this." <laughs> oh, he'll be back He's next year. Have you ever? Seen he, him? he might be. Yeah, he will be. I'm sure of it. No, I. So we're gonna go up there and hopefully uh, just get Jasper some more gear. Um, and actually, they were like super pumped because, I mean, it's good. You know, brands like that to support kids like that is it looks good anyway, right? And it I've basically been about that lately is like everyone's talking about boomers aging. That's another thing I read with the 2020 futures is like more boomers are aging. And I'm like thinking of kids Jasper's age. They're the next up. They're who we need to be farming right now. Totally, he needs to get yeah. like eight of his friends into motorcycling. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know, it comes from in, in. I mean, in a lot of our cases, I, I can't speak for all of you, but like in my case and Jasper's case for sure, like it came from our dads. Yeah. And I'm in a position where I don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 and 15 and 20 years with my kid riding a motorcycle or not. Mm-hmm. Like it's Wiggins. on one side. She loves it. Yeah. She loves when I go ride motorcycles, right? She thinks the motorcycles are great. She wants to watch racing. And I said, do you want to ride a motorcycle? She said, nope. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of awesome. She been on, has she been on one? Like, have you taken her on yours? No. Uh-uh. 
Yeah. My I daughter said that she, I kind of want to put her in my gas tank and ride around, but my wife would yeah. murder oh, yeah. I think once they get on, I think that's she murder me. You know what? But oh, your wife and my wife, because they know these kid laws that are out there well, that I don't know. Yeah, that's, like, honey. So part of the problem too, she's like, "That's like, illegal." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "I rode that way without a helmet when I was a kid." I remember coming back from Boy Scouts. I was in elementary school. Uh, I think I was seven or eight, and my dad told me he did this several times. I just only remember once, and I remember he didn't even—I don't even know how actually—but I don't think he stopped the motorcycle. Yeah, you just run and get on. So we're riding. No, not that. Like we're riding back, right? And we get to a back road to go home. And he keeps riding down the road, steps off on the foot peg, slides me up on the gas tank, throws his leg back over, (laughs) puts my hands on the bars and says, okay, get us home. (laughs) And at the time, like I thought I was fucking king of the world, right? I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, I was cruise control. He was steering it. But, you know. Flashback to, yeah. Yeah, uh, no idea. And I could already... Flashback to your dad was leaning back, popping a few beers. You really were, you really were driving. Drinking the moonshine. He, he didn't drink, but that makes it that makes that story a lot better. I should just leave that. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. He's just back there. He's like got his six pack. He's like, come on, kid. Leaning back on the sissy bar. Yeah. Everyone else talks about being twelve, going picking their dad up from the bar. I was yeah. like, my, I had to do the same, but he was on a motorcycle. Motorcycle. Hell yeah. Um, and I remember once, I mean, a little different than that, like he worked on bikes and he had a bike and it, I'm going to tell myself it was a 250 two stroke. I remember it was a big two stroke dirt bike that he fixed for someone. Could have been an 80 at the time. I don't know. <laughs> and I would have been. Dude, they were all the same size back then. It was like a, it was like a, one of those one piece helmets. That they, like the, the engine was <laughs> right? smaller, but everything else was the so same. So I'm pretty sure it was a full size adult bike. I remember, like, of course, in my head from being a kid, like, this thing was literally as tall as I was. Mm-hmm. And if you stand next to a modern dirt bike, oh. yeah, 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 they're tall. Mm-hmm. So That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, and this was in the 80s, so it might not have been as tall. But it, my recollection, it was a full-size bike. And he's like, he's telling me, he's like, I need someone to test ride this. And I was like, yeah, then test ride it. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 I already did. I, I need someone else to. So he puts me on this dirt bike. I couldn't touch the ground, like, at all. So we're in the front yard living out in the country, and um, so he just puts it in first gear, and he, like, starts going with it and gets me moving and makes me ride around the front yard and do laps on it. And then um, he, like, walked to the other side of the yard, like, came up next to the bike and pulled the clutch in and caught the bars. That was his way of saying, son, I want you to ride motorcycles. And well, that was <laughs> that lesson was a uh, – it was too late for that. Yeah. Um, I think at that time they may have still been married, but I was already riding. But that one was a um, – see, they all ride the same. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, see, it doesn't matter how big they are. They're all the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. That, there's a video of these two little kids that can barely stand on the bike. They're, they're like – it looks like they're standing next to it with their hands above their heads, and they ha- they like pop it in gear by- with their hand because they're mm. they're so small. And when he lets go of the clutch, um, and it starts rolling, then he like literally jumps up on the pegs like he would on a horse. Mm. You know, it's almost yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's almost like it's the size of a pony to him. Mm. And then he pops fucking wheelies on it, and so yeah, it really doesn't. matter. It's how comfortable you. Get I was also told age. on a three fifty X three wheeler that if I could start it, I could ride oh, it. Oh shit! And your I remember. Was, I think now that your dad was trying to he kill you. He had good you. life insurance. <laughs> yeah. He may have. Yeah. I, re- I renege everything I said. He was trying to kill yeah. you. And I don't remember this part. I remember riding that as a really young age, but um, I don't remember. He told me I used to jump on it with both legs to get it started, pull the clutch in with both hands, put it in mm-hmm. gear, and then I could let the clutch out. You can let it out with one hand. I just couldn't pull it in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like 
what I did. Yeah, my friend had some Yamaha two-stroke three-wheeler, and I had to do the same thing. But I was like 23 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Those things were fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think that the future should be like that. And and I was, like I said, going back to the Jasper thing, is I was, I was just thinking about when I was looking at the growth and what areas things are growing in, and then I'm thinking of Harley Davidson with the Stasic bicycles. I think that should be huge. Yeah. I, I think... Um, even this year, IMS with all of the e-bicycle brands, and mm-hmm. and uh, before you could ride on the, um, pardon me, before you could ride on the half size uh, zeros, you had to ride on the Yamaha e-bikes at first. And I was like, dude, these Yamaha e-bikes are legit, right? And Troy Lee busted his arm or something a few years ago, and now he does that like fat tire desert race on electric bikes because when he was rehabbing, he's like, this is the coolest thing besides motorcycling because I'm way too lazy to pedal, but you're still not getting thrown around like you are on a 100, you know, 200-pound dirt bike or 300-pound dirt bike. It's like a, a 60, 50, 40-pound bicycle that's mm-hmm. just fun to ride. And so I think that is a, a lot more, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more crossovers like the electric stuff that we saw last year at the e-revolution i think we're going to see a little bit more dipping in between the bicycle world and the motorcycle world this year and especially with the legality of things i might i think uh this isn't like the coolest stuff to talk about but i think the laws might change a little bit as to hopefully not make things more illegal i think i just read in the american motorcyclists um the december issue or something that a few states are opening up trails to e-bikes now where before they weren't like e-bike was considered basically like a motorcycle because it's going to tear up the uh, ground or whatever the hell they thought the problem was. The speed limit was going to be too high for the train. I don't know what it was, but uh, there's a few places opening it up to it. So does that mean in a couple more years they could open it up to small displacement, um, like zero FXs, like small displacement electric well, dirt bikes? You I also know? think that like going back to my urban riding thing, that's where I think oh, yeah, it's right. going to bring a lot more riders into the fold because you have I, on my Instagram feed, I've been getting all of these like e-bike sponsored ads and stuff and i think that's going to be an entry-level thing i've been sending all those to you so that you'd get them in your feed and (laughs) think somebody was listening to you but i think it's going to be entry-level because it's going to get people on two wheels motorized and then oh this is fun you know and Mm -hmm. then kind of pique their curiosity and their interest um at least for i can only speak for like inner city type because i'm that's where i live and here's what i also think should happen i don't know if it's gonna happen but um there's a lot of dilapidated stuff across the country right now, despite the fact that the um, economy is doing really well and motorcycle sales are, quote, dipping. I think um, what would be – because, you know, even a cheap dirt bike, like Wigginson was saying, back when we were kids, it was not parody uh, to what it is now. It was a few hundred bucks um, at the time, which due to inflation is like a couple thou. Mm-hmm. And just a few years ago, uh, entry level dirt bike was two, three thousand bucks. If you look at them now, they're like f- five mm-hmm. is the beginner shit, mm-hmm. and eight and ten they're getting up to that much for a freaking dirt bike. And because of what Wiggins and I were talking about last time with the tech, when he was telling me they had seventy horsepower, and I was like, yeah, right. And then I looked up and was like, yeah, they have seventy horsepower because this mapping that they have, right, mm-hmm. and all this new technology and like freaking dirt ABS is coming on them has really blown the price out the window. So I think that. That's this is where my bicycle thing comes in. I think there's got there's going to be some like motorcycle bicycle crossover where you still have a motor you have a bike they they label it a bicycle but it goes as fast as like a um a 80 or like a 50 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that would be kind of sick if they had like different modes. Mm-hmm. So then um you can just like set it to like C yeah. mode and then like take it off. Oh yeah. Off. 
Off city mode. And I remember watching a Casey Neistat video a couple years ago, or maybe it was like a year ago. And he was like, yeah, it, it was in 2019. And he said, you know, it was like at the beginning of 2019. And he was like, they just changed the law in New York City that you could ride a, a electric bicycle. Up until then, New York City hated motorcycles and yeah, e-bikes, right? New York City sucks. And a lot of cities are like that. They actually, L.A. is the same way. You're not technically allowed to ride electric uh, skateboards, one wheels, uh, e uh, non-pedal assist bikes, and something else. That's like a bunch of shit. That like the laws are crazy when you start getting into the vehicle code. And if a cop was being a dick and he wanted to, he could pull you over on your bicycle and probably impound it from you. It was funny, pretty funny because when I was at my job that where I travel around to like inner city areas, I could always tell the hood because you'd always see like the the. I almost said the word of the week. Oh, man, I was <laughs> going to try and trick you later, but I now that you're... I stopped myself. Man. Uh, but you always see, like, kids doing shenanigans on, like, the little the little uh, cheap, you know, <clears> the, <throat> the mini bikes and stuff. Hooning around? Yeah. Hey, now that I said hooning, you can't say it. You got to say another word. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans will, will have yeah, to Okay, do. God damn it. <laughs> we, sh we should do that one day. We should have, like, a, a, a game where we... Don't say the word of the week, but if you say a synonym for it, you can't say that oh, again. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> See, we'll be like busting out a, a thesaurus just to say the episode. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I think the urban writing, and the reason I started to bring it up was you you hit me with the um, the idea of people are talking about back east, the 12 o'clock boys and stuff. Mm -hmm. What if they took some of these shitty, dilapidated... Um, like old factory buildings and just gutted them anyway because they were going to have to anyway and just put like a bike park in there for kids to take their motocross bikes and do Kinda the like shit. Kind of like how they do that with skateboard parks, like yeah. skateboard parks. They I mean, like let them... I mean, there's one like huge major problem staring you in the face. Liability. Someone's got to make money, guys. Well. That's how the world works. Oh, it'll be monetized eventually, obviously. What'll happen... That's why a lot of like so many like... Um, BMX parks and skate parks that are in those places only last a few years. Oh. Yeah. Like, you've got to keep, you know, the, the people coming so you can pay rent. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're all cold as hell, too, and you wear sweatshirts because they ain't trying to heat that place. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you do – there's a place that did a um, skate park. Some fire, some fire department owned some property, and they put a skate park there, and the skate park was just like an old metal rail and, um, <laughs> I don't know, like a like – a, a, piece of cement and they're like you know what it sat like that for three years and they called it a skate park and then one weekend just some dudes at the fire department and some of their mm -hmm. friends went over and built a full skate park there and they got they just need to get like corporate sponsors or something yeah. from the surrounding businesses to be like hey yeah we'll throw down 500 bucks like the 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 community does have to do something for itself like you shouldn't wait around and wait for everybody to do stuff for exactly. you right i think that's the thing that we I'm looking forward to in this new new decade is just like getting out there and doing shit, you uh -huh. know, like stop making excuses or or oh it doesn't exist yet, you know, just like get out there and find Do it, it make then. it happen. Yeah. I'm into eating on air and I think this is gonna be a great <laughs> year for this. Now that we got the popcorn maker right there, we can't lose. Um no, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I would love to see more of that in twenty twenty. Let's make that a ten year goal though, because who knows where we're going to be? Who knows? Um, I think we blew up somebody in Illinois the other day, and people in Illinois were rioting and stuff and saying they're going to come back and kill us. Is that right? Am I wrong on that? No. Someplace <laughs> with an eye. I can't remember where the hell it was. But, um, you know, uh, 
for how crazy people think we're doing, we're doing things seem to be turning around, uh, at least um, for people here in the States. And I think that that, uh, a, 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 come on in, we have a secret ghostwriter coming into the, uh, the studio. <laughs> I think that that would be an awesome uh, development is that people, uh, the, the biggest step would be like, just let the, la- the landowners be like, hey, this is dilapidating. We're actually losing money with this. Let's either donate it to the city or give it over to corporate sponsors and let the people do what they want to do with it and just tow yeah. some burnt out cars to jump over and whatever yeah, you well, want to do. I think also an interesting thing that I saw recently, we were at the gas station and I saw an advertisement that I think um, Hus- Husqvarna and Monster mm-hmm. were advertising like like uh, on the side of one of the panels at the gas station. I'd never seen anything like mm-hmm. motocross, motorcycle yeah. related advertising in in the wild. Yeah. So I think things like that. Um, Anaheim one help. and two are just in L.A. So I mean, I think that that's probably a big market thing right now. But yeah, I have seen a lot more motorcycles and stuff. Come over here, Ghost Rider. Well, don't don't step on Wiggins. A- Anaheim uh, one fancy was. boots. They only do one at a time. Yeah, but the next one is like. The a week in between, right? There's I only think like it's. A week in between. They I think like it's here, San Diego, and then back here yeah, or something like that. Yeah, in like a three week span. Hey, so it's our, coming up soon. Our special. Uh, I think San Diego is this weekend. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're right. It's maybe in a couple weeks. So, hey, special ghost rider that's in the studio with us. You are telling me about Link today. Link is a character on what video game? Zelda. <laughs> and Link was riding a what? Motorcycle. And then who were those other two people? There was something boy and something girl. Inkling boy and inkling girl. Yeah, those two, and they were on motorcycles, and I was like, "What kids' games with motorcycles in them? That hasn't happened since kids had to wear helmets to bed for Pete's sake." <laughs> so, what do you think about all the motorcycles? Like, have you seen a lot more motorcycles out in public? Mm, no. Or, or on video <laughs> games? Not really. What, dude? Get off my show, <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> Just kidding. Did you come out here to say goodnight? Oh, this is our old producer, Boomer Fireball, by the way, who is, hasn't been on in a hot, hot second because he kept flipping switches and doing all sorts of bad stuff. <laughs> Later, Booms. I mean, I bet when you were talking, he would have turned you on, though. That's, our current you know producer failed listen, that. Listen, listen. <laughs> right. Oh. I wanted to talk. Um, here, will you say this word for me? I can't see that from here. <laughs> Did you? Um, oh, yeah. It's only if you say it, you draw something out of the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So Everyone's gonna th- think this is such a high production thing, Why? like that we're in a studio and it's all fancy. <laughs> what, oh, they, it's did, not? they thought that. <laughs> <laughs> when did they think that? <laughs> Man, well, how about this? How about I build you guys uh, <laughs> right here, like the same quality as I'll even put like bar lighting above it, just for you guys, just right there, so that you literally will be in the studio, and then I'll sit over here in my dark cave with bat feces dripping on my head and all these. What is this creepy shit behind me anyway? Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, I I don't know where I don't really know where this decade is going, but I am stoked with what I have seen. I think uh, CES. I wanted to mention this that just happened uh, Monday. Um, Sony, the same people that make your your Walkman and your Sony don't make Walkman anymore, do they? Uh, the same people that made the Sony Walkman and your PlayStation is uh, going to be making an electric car. So, uh, to w- not to let them be outdone, uh, Segway announced that they had are purchased an interest in an electric motorcycle company, and it was called Hype Beast. I don't know if that's the company or the name of the bike or what the hell, but I just saw it a couple weeks ago along with... No, it was on the Hype Beast. It was something else. I forgot. Let me pull up the name. Yeah. It was, it was advertised in Hype Beast. Um, 
It hasn't been released yet. Let's see here. I think no, didn't they buy the company that made the hype beast, right? They purchased the the company that made the hype beast or something like that. No, I don't think but so. they also came out with the electric um cart that looks like the the floating chair from Wally, which is a little disconcerting to me because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to be one step closer to. I don't I want was that to be our future. The, the Segway, um, if they're gonna do something like with the gyroscopic sensor inside of it, because that's what they're known for, right? Oh, inside the bike, uh, the motorcycle. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if that's what their plans are. They could, and and but two years ago, I think it was right before Wiggins came on the show. I was talking about. It's um, called Ninebot. Ninebot. That's, that's what, what it's it is, called. Yeah. Is that the company? Ninebot's the company that made Hypebeast, right? I know. No, Hypebeast was. They the need to send article. me a bike it trying to run my number like that. Oh, Hypebeast was the article. It was Hypebeast is like the where I got the information from. It was the mm. news site. Because I saw that somewhere else too before we even started texting each other, and I totally misread that as the name of the bike. No, no, no. no. Yeah, that's right, Ninebot. Um, who's the Who's the company that they bought? Um, I don't know. Let's see if I can find it here. Because they bought the company Segway oh, didn't called Apex. Yeah. Apex Electric Motorcycle. Because Segway didn't make that motorcycle. They bought the company that makes that motorcycle. Ninebot. Ninebot is the, the company. There you go. That's and what I thought. The motorcycle's called gonna be called Apex. I thought it was gonna be called the Hype Beast. Anyway. Uh I so I think I think this electric stuff and, and yeah, you know what? The counterbalancing stuff, uh what at the twenty eighteen Tokyo motorcycle show? Is that's when the that weird uh, Yamaha that like folded up and self balanced came out, and that's also where that Honda self uh, driving and, and self balancing bike came out. And then there was also somebody that made a scooter, and all I saw was a video clip of it. It was a small, it looked like a C three, like one of the Yamaha C threes, um, and the dude came out and kicked it, and it literally slid sideways mm-hmm. instead of tipping over because there was some sort of weird like counter magnetic counterweight in the bottom of it, and it didn't tip. It, <laughs> it slid like a foot to the side, and, and and wobbled a little bit like one of those like weird little bean, you know, old punching bag things from like the eighties. But that's about all it did. And instead of I think that's of, gonna be something that we're gonna mm-hmm. see a lot in the future, which I don't know yeah. how I feel about that. Uh you know, I just watched a documentary on on the future the other day and the BMW uh, Vision Next 100 motorcycle was on there and they were talking about how BMW is designing a motorcycle with self-balancing stuff in it mm-hmm. so that you don't even need gear. And so the crazy safety thing, who is that me and the guys from Nokomoto or was it us talking about um like we need more airbags on motorcycles and stuff. Uh, I think we need less it, of that we, shit. Yeah, no, we've had that conversation yeah. a few times. Um yeah, I mean, I think that it it lulls you into a, a bubble, a safety bubble, which is an illusion because it's when that bubble breaks, then you you know you're not prepared if you haven't been riding and having the skill level that you've built up with experience. Yeah, you know. Well, and you know, and, and experience be damned. There's always going to be an accident. People always mm-hmm. uh, have mishaps happen, yep. but when they do, um, it doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, I think that the person that was talking about this was on the Nokomoto show and they were saying, well, what if, what if having an airbag on a bike meant like oh, yeah, I know a week about. less yeah, I know, in the hospital? I know, exactly. Right? I know. Yeah. He was talking about also motorcycle design yeah. and tanks and stuff. Yeah. Breakaway bars the so guy, you don't break was, your pelvis like on them. Motor, motor, motor skill on Instagram. It, it was motor skill bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're absolutely right. Motor skill bill. And uh, to all of that, uh, I, th- I say this. Yeah, because what I've been reading about is uh, like BMW's thing, where you're not even going to be able to tip over the bike. You literally won't be able to run into anything. I think it should be something that is an add-on. 
So I think that it can be an option. So if you have somebody who's like really safety conscious and maybe more cautious, someone who's not like me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then, then they're going to, oh, yeah, I want that feature versus somebody else is like, ah, I don't want it. And you also want to save money as well. I think it should be an option. I don't think it should become standard. Yeah, well, and you know, on a lot of bikes, ABS is still an option. In many countries, though, it's, it's compulsory. It's becoming a lot more frequent, though. I've seen a lot, a lot well, of recent. I, stock I do bikes believe with it. that it's compulsory in Canada and probably Mexico. And I know for a fact that on anything over 125 in the EU, it's compulsory. And so that probably means England too. Um, and so that leaves us in Australia and like Brazil that probably doesn't give a shit about uh, what. Um, you know, not have an ABS, but you're right. It is, it is technically, I don't, I can't think of any bike on the market that it's n- not at least an option on. And a lot of the, uh, the big Harleys and stuff, it's now standard on most of the cruisers and a few of the soft tails. Um, it hasn't trickled down to the, I mean, it's not even, a, it's not even an option on the Sportsters yet, but, uh, uh, trickling down into stuff like that, it's still an option on like a lot of sport bikes. Um, and when it is an option or, or, you know, when you do buy the ABS, some of them, the good ones, like the more higher price ones, like the R ones and the CBR 1000s and the S 1000s have tunable. So you can kind of like turn it down, right? Mm -hmm. Because they know you're going to be on the track or turn it up because you're going to be pushing the limits. So that goes both ways. But yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that that I've been reading a lot from the CMC, which is a European mostly um, consortium. It's the Connected Motorcycle Consortium. I've been reading a lot of their stuff, and they're already working on the V to V stuff because that's already happening in Europe. We haven't got that. We're we're still working on electric shit here, so let's one thing at a time. Um, You Uh, know, one feature that I don't know why uh, that I would like to see on motorcycles and not as an aftermarket add-on would be like strobe light strobe light features for the headlight yeah like a button that you could push yeah i would like i would like i, the, I, don't, I don't think no one no one does that right no one offers that i mean you get as, the modulator right but besides an aftermarket add-on yeah yeah god i hate those things you <laughs> they're know, annoying but you can see them yeah it makes them more visible i haven't seen one in a long time but when i do see there's them, a like, lot oh. of I, we get a what lot i like of- is I love anything that points out a squid to me. So that's always cool. <laughs> like mohawks the, and stuff. I'm like, yeah, those yeah, are rad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of those. <laughs> and we good. do get a lot of ADV because um, there's a BMW um, dealer down the street from us. And so I've seen quite a few of them with their modulating. And I, I mean, they're annoying as fuck, but you can see them. <laughs> there's also a lot like, I don't know. I wear all black on my Harley that is all black. Well, we know and you're not people, into the whole high-vis. And or people safety. seem to see it. <laughs> and I had a bright orange bike and even tried wearing some bright colors with it, and no one fucking saw it. Like, it, There's so much more to it than, than yeah. the colors. I, I don't what know, year, what I years were these two? I would disagree because same. when I started riding high-vis, I got uh, people seemed a lot more cautious around me. Yeah, I don't. The Harley is what like people would move. I think the only I think thing, it's a Harley thing. The, there's definitely that for sure. The only thing that they move more for was the CBX. I thought you were gonna right. say the cop. Oh, cause yeah, cause it looks yeah. like exactly. the old KZ one thousand. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I noticed about when I started wearing the the high vis. Oh, you I look had like multiple a popo, people yeah. think I was a cop. Yeah. So I think that that's what helped. You, make you, you know, got to get one of the like retired BMW cop bikes. Yeah. Oh no, that's <laughs> on my that's on my bucket be list. Super safe. Yes, I want a cop bike and I'm gonna get a white helmet. Like and or I'm Jack's gonna, like KZ that he had that KZ one thousand. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I totally want to do that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, my, my grandpa was a cop, and my uncle still has his last service bike. It was a KZ1000P or something like that, and he's got it in his garage with his old Land Cruiser. <laughs> I can't wait for my uncle to die. <laughs> is, that, is that bad to say? Um, so, yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I think is coming down the pipes. And I, I to be honest, like this is one of those years where I have no idea, based on the last like year and people wham-bamming each other with all this like tech coming out. Um, the motorcycle has virtually been unchanged for the most part, except for technology since like what, like the fifties, right? I mean, it's still got two wheels. I, I, I hope to go. Here's, here's what I don't hope. I was thinking about this today. I was watching something else and they're like, Oh, we need to, you know, break the boundaries and we're, you call this, this, you know, how everybody's calling everything else, something different nowadays. Right. And, uh, like a janitor is a, is a cleanliness technician <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. Right. And people were saying, push the boundaries. I hope people don't take the wheels off a motorcycle and put turbines and still call it a motorcycle or a flying motorcycle. Cause it's technically not a motorcycle. Just, Oh, the can the uh, slingshot was one. Um, I think we should just appreciate it for what it is. That is. Yeah, wonder- exactly. Wonderful machine. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't, if, if it's got no wheels and a turbine and you like, turbine and you like flying that son of a bitch i said that. What i'm gonna call it a motorcycle said, and i'm gonna ride it what about if you skim it across a different surface because i got this personal watercraft i want i mean a water motorcycle i want to sell you and it does have a jet out the back i mean yeah that would be fun but that's not a motorcycle and why not I, I support that if shit you're too, a flying doesn't have wheels oh, oh flying's right, different right. than floating on water not much <laughs> when you crash one's safer, I, I guess. Mean, I would or totally take like an air bike or whatever you want to Yeah, see, that's the thing. Bike. And actually, they did. Motorcycle. They had jet skis that you sat on different and they were called water bikes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure they were called water bikes. Yeah. And, and it's, but they were different than a jet ski. They were like, there was one that you had to get moving and it kind of came up on top, too. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, is that the one that you, if you have to keep pedaling, if you no. stop, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. They were on like a hydrofoil, and yeah, they did almost look like a motorcycle on water, but they weren't oh. technically a motorcycle. You know who they called them a water bike? They didn't but, call them a motorcycle. Okay, on water. water bike. I guess I will have to just go with whatever they call them. Robbie Madison actually rode a fucking Husky or a KTM out onto a huge wave on an actual motor on an actual water bike. Y'all check that <laughs> shit out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I have seen that Dubai, I think it is, has these levitating, they call them flying motorcycles, and they're fan-operated, though. Not, But I have see, also seen the, uh, research on a turbine one. Mm-hmm. I think that shit's, like, way too far away, and it's way too dangerous. It's almost like saying planes were going to be like the future un- of... It's, like, unattainable. That's something yeah. that yeah. somebody, you buy it at well, a there's not. Or it's like everyone thought by now we'd have flying cars. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Like, we don't, and there's a lot of reasons but, we don't. Yeah, and they, mm-hmm. there are, there's only one company... Of course, they didn't imagine you'd have a full computer that would fit in the palm of your hand. <laughs> right. So or right. drones. We have drones. Well, yeah. No one talked about that. Yeah, yeah, that was something that was, like, a thing. Uh, that's I mean... What, that's what I think. I think the future is going to be filled with, like, the drones of and the and the uh, like personal computer thing i don't think it's going to be the whammy bammy uh crazy new invention i I think think it's going to be a bunch of little stuff that adds on i think well you were talking about this year but if you're talking like longer term i think we're going to lose a lot of the personality we have in cars Mm -hmm. i think we have to to an extent anyway um we're going to lose a lot of ownership no 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 just, just like period just through like What's what car and motorcycle people like about cars and motorcycles yeah. about them being like a machine that yeah, has yeah, style yeah. and has character and has like someone that pat with passion built it. I think we're going to 
start losing that more and more because yeah. it's it's rare these days to see a car where you're like damn look at yeah. that exactly. like we've gentrified all of our yeah, cities who, now we're gonna gentrify our vehicles yeah. you're not gonna see like you know how we have classic muscle cars now like who wants to see like a Prius that's been like dead down <laughs> yeah. well <laughs> here's the thing too so that's actually one thing I was gonna bring up that's actually interesting my Plymouth is not a muscle car but it's super cool because it is, yeah. it's right. 75 years old. Yeah, or even that. Yeah. So in 75 years, if you, saw, are cool? <laughs> if you saw a Prius cruising around in 75 years, how many people would be like, damn, is it even gonna look last at that Prius? Years, that's the thing. I don't even think it could last that long. I mean, it would just need new batteries. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not chassis, saying, I'm, yeah, that's all aside. Like, that's not the point. People will be saying, look at that Prius. Like, like hot rodders look at old Model Ts and think that they're cool <laughs> because they were the first ones <laughs> oh, around. Exactly, Please. exactly. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be like, hey, I want to get rid of my freaking Cuda for that uh, right. Model but, T. But, but I to see the people saying. that have yeah, a brand new car in 70 years and they see someone like cruising around a Prius, they're going to be like, that's kind of cool. That Damn, look at Henry Ford's out here in an old battery powered Prius. So there's definitely that. The, or the you know, like the, the DeLorean, the first Teslas. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, like the roads, the Roadster. Yeah, yeah. Or even like the Teslas now are still oh, the model, like the Model S. I mean, basically, right? we're the Model A of Teslas. Yeah, or the Model T. I mean, sorry. Yeah, but Teslas. Right? I don't know. Teslas are different, though. Teslas are kind of cool. And, and I mean, and Teslas, here's the like thing saying, too. Though, they're just starting. Like yeah. in and, 100 years, I think they are going to. And be honestly, the I envision Ford. that a lot of the style that Tesla has is going to is going to be the future, right? You're, you're losing a lot of those characteristics and you're, you're getting sleeker and lower. And I don't think, I mean, to me, I kind of agree with you. You're not going to own a car. It's going to be this little black box that shows up with wheels on it <laughs> that is only meant to do certain things. Yeah. And you're going to get in it by yourself, like, or maybe you can order one for your family or whatever. It's going to be like an Uber. It's going to show up when you walk outside your house, pick you up, take mm -hmm. you to work, and then leave and go do someone else. Dude, if Waymo yeah. has their way like mm -hmm. they have been doing in Arizona with that, they did like a whole test in a neighborhood, and that's exactly what's happening. They're, they're like this whole neighborhood of like 15,000 people. We have like 2,000 cars taking yeah. care of everybody I find in it. It's so funny because it's just like, it's like taking a bus, but not, and worse. <laughs> Worse for everything. Well, well at the, the same problem time, with the bus, especially in LA, like, look at who rides it. Mm -hmm. Like, and don't get me wrong, like, this is going to have problems too. People are going to leave their trash in in a car oh, that's not yeah. fucking theirs, right? People someone's going to in that. Thing. I was going to say, someone's going to fart in the seat. Do you know and how then many stand times up? I've, it's going to soak I've into the foam. To get into an Uber after my accident, and like, it just smelled like someone dumped a bottle of cheap cologne in there. Well, because the driver. Terrible. Well, yeah. yeah no, I, <laughs> I mean, know, exactly. When you look at the driver, and he's some dude from Jersey. Sure. Like, yeah, I took like five different Ubers and they were all like yeah. that. And I was just like, God damn. Here's what I think. Down. Here's what I think might be great. My car literally sits in my sat in my driveway for the last week, and yeah. today was the first day I no. Well, yesterday was the first day back that I went and got my kids from school. It took all of an hour mm -hmm. to do that. That fucking thing sat there for let's say. Uh, you need like a twisted road for your car. I, I know that thing sat there for <laughs> let's say like three hundred and twenty well, hours. It, yeah, and then. Out of those, I drove it one. So 319 potential hours it could have been driving mm -hmm. everyone in my neighborhood around. And even and even during the day, it sits there all day until I leave to go do that one thing at the day. And then again, maybe if I go do groceries, that's yeah. what Waymo's trying to prove. But even if, like in your wife's case, right, who drives her car to work every day, mm -hmm. she drives it. And then it sits there Five miles and it yeah. sits there yeah. all day for until her to get back in and drive yeah. home. 
So my thing, what if what if we went to that model, but then that gave us income since we're not buying a car, or like if you had to like pool somehow, like they did it through the DMV, like if you're going to actually register at the DMV and it's not for your car, that portion of your registration fee goes to your community's car or something like that. That'd be great. That sounds like socialism. Uh, well, no, yeah, I, 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 I ain't going to fly here, but I'm that just saying. That won't work because... If you commute five miles and I commute 15 miles... We, my fees will be higher. Yeah, so I don't see... And not only that, we don't want the government to fucking handle anything. No, 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 but I'm, I'm just try, but, I was trying to figure out a way, but I'm just but saying... But it can easily be like an Uber without a driver, although mm-hmm. Uber is owned by the individual, so it could be like a taxi service. You're mm-hmm. going to have a fleet, right? And they might be... There There yeah, should be several different companies Maybe also. Just Uber everywhere. And yeah. I mean, that's basically what it's going to turn into. You'll get on your phone, right? And you'll say, okay, I need to the car here at this time, and then it's going to take me to work this time. Mm-hmm. It's going to show up at your door two minutes before. You're going to get in it, and it's going to charge you for the trip. You're mm-hmm. going to get out, and it's going to take off. Totally unmanned, yeah. you know? And yeah. I mean, and it, it could work, and it, it could be a good viable business again being a tech thing we have to be careful that it's not a monopoly yeah but um and maybe that's how it works and then maybe you still pay some fee that you pay there pays them to pay the registration however yeah if you if it takes you five miles and charges you five dollars that fee is going to go back to pay that right right and um uh, here's my here's the thing i like it'll still employ the same amount of technicians that uh, ubers employ because somebody's got to work on that thing so i know mechanics won't go to work but here is what i was well electric is notorious for less maintenance but yeah you're still oh, gonna have electric, car maintenance that's, yeah if they're electric even i, I wasn't even thinking that but i was thinking f- like currently this year but yeah electric when but what yeah, but the thing is, too, we're going to get into how we won't have to store a car in our driveway. We can have 18 motorcycles know, out there, guys. Do you think people are open to that? Because I feel like yeah. there's still yeah. this ownership element that people like. Like, even I if think you it's only fading. Drive people want to get. So? Yeah, well, that's the whole thing with the motorcycle industry going down right now and the car industry seeing the future. Like, oh, shit. Like, they're seeing yeah. it coming right now. And they're and like, it, oh, shit. We need to yes like, learn no. how to sell to you, like. You're going to have people that still want to own, right? I mean, that's just yeah. the nature of it. People want to say it's mine. Mm. Um, you're also going to have people that are like, fuck it. I don't even care. You know, like for someone like me now that don't care with my current job, it would be hard, but with my old job, I wouldn't have cared at all. Yeah. Because even if you need to go to the store, then you just tell it, Hey, we're going to go to the store. And you know, maybe it's like a reduced rate while you're in the store and then it takes you home or maybe it leaves. The thing is it's not with an Uber right now. If you call an Uber, it might be five miles away. Teacher. Mm -hmm. At the point, <laughs> at the point that we're talking about, there would be enough of these on the road. There's one thirty seconds away. Yeah. Well, there's. But that's going to work in big cities. What about small urban? Well, that's where uh, maybe just cars. People there's just not to. as many, or maybe people have cars. But how, you could also reduce like a dual car family to a single car family. How many? Before I lose my train of thought, there's also talk of grocery store chains having their own cars that deliver food to you. So what he said of the opposite. They're already way. doing it. Yeah. Right. And to your point and of the rural thing, how many, how many, um, how many, uh, ads for Joe, Billy Joe's goat feed did you see on the rate on the TV today? Not but only I that guarantee in the country, there's those running. So I think you're right about that. It might not serve rural communities at this but time. I mean, it yeah, might it not. Makes, it'll it definitely start in the city. cities, but here's how it can work in a rural community. If you say you live 45 (laughs) minutes out of a town, right? You live out in the middle of nowhere on a farm. 
or no, we're not going to say a farm. We're going to say you live out in the middle of nowhere because you like to live out in the sticks. But you're not a farmer. You have a job you go to, right? I know a lot of those people growing up because I grew up in a relatively small town. And I grew up pretty well in town, but a lot of friends I knew grew up out of town, right? 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, one of my best friends was almost an hour out of that town. I didn't know him until college, but that's beside the point. If you are going to a job every day, you can schedule with your, we'll call it Uber for lack of a better term, your self-driving car. It can be at your house the time you tell it it needs to be at your house. Well, you don't actually, have to wait for uh, it to come from the city. Aren't jobs moving into like telecommuting anyway so more people are working from home? Isn't that uh, be real, real, real careful with that though. I mean that was the big – I read an interesting book by a Wall Street guy who actually quit and he opened a motorcycle shop called – I quit. Uh, rough <laughs> craft for the soul. Some soul craft for the something. What type of com- what type of uh, customers did, did you, you get? Did you almost say what? Mm-hmm. I heard a who who who. I was trying to get you to say the word, and <laughs> I almost <laughs> said it. Um, <laughs> what type of customers does he and get? It was either that or the book Blink, but basically, like they talked about the tech industry, right? In the '90s, like all these people studying for the tech industry is going to be the next big thing. If you call for tech support, and it, it doesn't call in the United. It is. It is in India and China, especially India. It is the yeah. next big thing. So a lot of people got fucked over. So that's you have to be careful with that. Like jobs are going to work from home type thing because the internet doesn't give a shit if your home is ten minutes from your job or if it's in fucking India and you're out of luck. Mm. Yeah, you better become a, a physical skill that's in demand. Yeah. So that, that when they call. And they get someone in India, and they're like, I'm in Terre Haute. How, many, how are you going to get over here to fix my bike? Instead, they have to call the Terre Haute bike fixer yeah. guy, right? Mm-hmm. One um, of the, like, best jobs to have right now is a fucking plumber. Yeah. Dude, or trade, for the yeah. future. I mean, yeah, a lot of... Sort of trade job is where Manufacturing always scares me, but plumbing can never move. Like, for me, and California is taxing companies out of the state, for hey, sure. After I eat all this popcorn, my plumbing's going to move, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um... Like manufacturing can move out of the state. Some manufacturing can move to other countries, but everywhere there's homes, people need their toilet fixed. Yeah. Like that's just it. Or like I mean, house things, electric electricians, yeah. you know, maintenance, stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Roofers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like and you know, there's definitely still car mechanics. There's obviously still manufacturing jobs. But um I know a lot of people that, you know, they get programming stuff done out of the country. Mm-hmm. So they found someone to program for what I would charge several hundred dollars for, $25, and they get it, and it works, and they don't – okay, cool. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. It's crazy. My company did that with some stuff until they decided to buy the company that was doing our programming for us. And now they have that company program AI so we could get rid of them. So I think AI is the new thing we need to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, did you guys see that thing I sent to you? I, I either texted you or Instagrammed to you? That crazy thing that's uh, debuted at CES, where that that weirdly real humanoid thing—it's like it looks just like a human, but it's a computer. I actually I didn't see that, but I saw another one. They were like, "Look at this girl," and then look at this old man, and look at this kid. And it was none of those people exist. Oh, yeah. AI drew them in, yeah. a, in a digital photo. Um, yeah, I the mean, people it's also can like move and talk. And then when mm-hmm. I sent you, remember that movie Simone that came out like mm-hmm. ten years ago? It's that. It's like. That's um, 
Cameron has Diaz anyone played seen the? Uh, there was that the dude from Key and Peel. I believe it was Peel. It was Peel Key. <laughs> he did the because he's good at an Obama impression. Oh yeah. I and what that. they do is they they've someone's done it with Trump now too. So they're like, you yeah. have to be careful what you watch. Yeah, they're deep fakes. Yeah, the deep fake, deep fake. Yeah. Something I'm into. If you guys Trump have actually it. posted that Nancy Pelosi one and yeah. got in trouble for it. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a deep fake. Well, I wish someone would do that to me, winning Anaheim too. So that I think I could, she's yeah. a deep fake anyway. <laughs> uh, no one, my, fa- I mean, all the politicians are the same, but she's one of my favorites because she wants us in California to deal with all these problems that she doesn't have to fucking deal with because she lives in a gated community with security guards. <laughs> Dude, you're talking, you're, now point. you're talking about P Diddy and Kim <laughs> <But>, Kardashian. <laughs> I got You're talking on about half of LA. If anyone has Netflix, watch the series. That was apropos and unintended, but Black there you go, Wiggins. We just I, I, I accidentally. Is that the Escape from LA initiation? I just yeah, accidentally right. killed uh, West Hollywood, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, Inglewood. We're yeah, not my map. Much. Here's what happened. Trump, guys, just to let you know, he accidentally gave me the missile button. <laughs> <laughs> it arrived here. He Amazon it out and you picked Amazon it up. fucking shipped it, and I was like, what's this thing? And I just opened it and pushed it, and the next thing I know, he's getting blamed on the news, and I was just like threw it in the... I buried it somewhere. No, speaking of AI but and this weird shit works. like that. Oh, shit. Another one. Oh, fuck. I think I just took out Riverside. <laughs> you only got so many buttons left. Um... Watch this series on Netflix called Black Mirror. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know the. Did you see the popularity the, the one episode, with the, the Lake? Episode, um, so. Not Lake. What's her name? Uh, Ron, uh, Ron Howard's wife, Lake Howard, Samiji Howard, and where she was like popular, and you press the button, and it makes you. Like, yeah, it was like this weird social that. network. So they do it social in China fair. now. Yes. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, they also do it easy. It's they also do it here in America because I I don't yeah. get cable, but I get we like all have Instagram. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. No, I think that's the future over here because wait a doing minute, that I have Uber negative followers on Instagram. How did that happen? <laughs> um, I was watching the well, fucking instead of checking a credit score. Yeah, there's there is something it's like a credit yeah. score for people, and it was on like fucking HSN yep. or something. It wasn't yep. HSN, but it was something like that. Because they're like legit doing it in China. Oh, well, yeah, there yeah. was a they're starting um, it here too. That's where the, the there was an episode. Check of, out your friend. Uh, I'll look it up while you guys okay. chit chat. There was an episode of that what Seth rate, MacFarlane. Um, what's the name of that show where he's Robot like, Chicken? No, that's wrong. Seth. Oh, Mc... Seth Green. Oh, oh, Family Guy. American Dad. Yeah, that guy. American Family. Actually, he's also I think. So that the other Seth that does Robot Chicken Green, is that Seth Green? Mm-hmm. He also did a lot of Family Guy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he was the son. McFarlane um, did. A so musical. he's on the Orville is his new show. Oh, they yeah. had one where they landed on a planet and it was like this weird social credit thing like that called China. And the if planet? you, <laughs> they're like, if you, yeah, I don't remember what he did, but he got like a negative score and they put him in jail. <laughs> well, that's the fucking future, bro. The problem with Black Mirror is it's not parodies and it's all it's all <laughs> so close to reality. I know that's what's so freaky it's about it. So fucked up. It's so close to reality that you're like. Oh damn! But What's you know what? so the- scary about Black Mirror is because that's actually a documentary about some place in England, <laughs> wherever they filmed that. <laughs> some of well, what's cool is they got a lot of big actors like uh, the Miley Ham Cyrus. guy from Mad Cyrus. Men. Uh, Miley Cyrus was in one. Hers was cool. So that concept they've had in a lot of them, where they I can think where they can literally Howard. take your brain and they can copy it, right? And then they can put it in things. 
And then Elon Musk is already pushing for that. Yeah, well, they're doing that neural net thing. But the way that they did it's fucked up because, like, so your consciousness, like, they basically duplicate it, right? Yeah, once they copy it, it's not yours anymore. Well, not only is it not yours anymore, like, that one thinks they're still a person. They don't know that they're a fucking copy. Yep. They don't think that they're fake. So these, it was like they were going insane. The was, ramifications are really fucked up. If oh, we, yeah. If we were able to create something like that, it, the, it's going to yeah. be weird. It was like super, super weird. And you're watching it like, ooh, that's fucked up. Like the one of them was weird because, you know, the person didn't really realize how it happened. So she had her subconscious copied, right? And they put it in her home, so it would control her home because they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, only you know how to make your coffee and they were the best. Only it. you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." And so, what, to make it listen, right? They were like, "Okay, so if you don't want to do this, well, then we're just going to trap like you in this box. Like, we're not going to kill you." And they could fuck up time, so they made her wait. What felt to the subconscious like or the years, conscious, like decades. like yeah. the first one was like a few weeks, right? And she's just in this white room with nothing, and uh, they're like, "Okay, now will you listen?" And she's like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" And when they I like do it like saw six that months. Episode, it was terrifying because yeah. thinking of like being in that was really scary to me. One of the trippiest one, or one of the like I think closest to real one, is the AI dogs that are like hunting that mm. lady. Oh, because you've seen the they were it was like the one it was by like Boston so, robotics. It was it was totally like these little robots with fucking guns and shit on them and could like sniff people out and hunt them down. Do you want me to, to see do that YouTube video? The Boston Dynamic robot yeah. that no, does that shit already. I was waiting to see the Amazon logo on the side of the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another or on the thing. van that they stole yeah, and drove yeah, away with. I was like, yeah. dude, this is so Amazon in the future. Yeah, yeah. everyone, do yourself a favor and watch. All of Black Mirror. Yeah, it's, it's entertaining. Good. It's gave really a, good. Like, spoilers. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's still worth it. I, the it's so good. One that scared me was the one where the guy was s- the beta tester for the video game, and then I didn't make it through that one. Oh, that one that, is scary. It's the last Starfighter. Every time I watch it, it still freaks me out. That one, yeah. When he started getting like the spiders crawling yes. on him, I was like, I'm done. I yeah, can't watch no, it. No, I was like, Ugh. it was like, yeah, it was like testing for a new VR rig. Right, yeah. and they wanted to see how real it yep. felt, and the dude, like, he thought he had fucking spiders was, crawling. Yeah, on him. Do you guys ever do meth? And I quit watching it. <laughs> San Diego. I can tell I mean, you, it kind of sounds like it. Think of the ones that are realistic, like the ones where they had like eye implants, and they would they would record what they see, and they could go back and like rewatch it. And they went to an airport, yeah. and they had to like scan through it to say, oh, who well, did you talk to? What did you buy? Thing. What did you do this? Because it was all your eyesight. The thing is, like, where this gets uh, sketchy is um, kind of. I think this is where it starts to happen. It takes over because my girlfriend has seizures. And so we've had conversations where it's like in the future, if they come up with some sort of implant that's connected like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, but it can, that's how it works to like make sure you don't have seizures or whatever. Would you take that implant? Because then we would know that you wouldn't have seizures anymore. And we've had that conversation because it's like, it's really difficult because are the trade-offs, you know, Having someone hack into your fucking brain. Yeah. Well, that's she's like, if like, I wasn't violently shaking, I'd slap you right now. And you're like, <laughs> like okay, no okay. one knows. Like, there's no limitation. Like I said, like, you know, everyone wants free healthcare, but you look at um, the whatever the military's like healthcare, right? And it sucks after they're out, right? Mm-hmm. The VA hospitals are they're horrible. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, guys. My my dad's getting some free treatment right now. I have to I have to shout out to the VA. Uh, he hasn't been in the military since the Civil War, so... I My they, grandpa tried getting some stuff. I mean, you have coverage for life. My grandpa tried getting some stuff, though, and it took forever. Yeah. And they never really did anything, so they ended up going to a normal hospital. It's funny because my wife's uh, stepdad 
same thing. But my dad, maybe it's because he's in a small town, and they're like, hey, you know, we're we're empty. Could, it could be, yeah. <laughs> we're empty. Come on in. Yeah. But yeah, Black Mirror's, um, it's on good. Netflix. It's a full series. And then there's a movie, too, that goes along with it. And the, the movie's weird, the Bandersnatch one. It wasn't my favorite, but... Um, It'd be hard to pick a favorite episode. No, Bandersnatch sucked. But yeah. going back to to tie this back to motorcycles. I was going to say, if this is uh, motorcycle black Well, no, Mirror, I wanted to tie it back future... to motorcycles because when I went to visit over Christmas break, I visited a friend in Monterey, and she has the Ducati V4 Panigale, mm-hmm. and, um, which I got to ride, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Five miles it's an hour connected amazing. to some sort of uh, link to this Ducati satellite. Yeah. So it updates automatically and it's it, it sends all of the information to the Ducati headquarters. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about that because I was just like, I wonder if this is what the future of motorcycles will potentially look like because everything is moving to wireless and Bluetooth mm-hmm. and Wi-Fi. Well, and all of this I know stuff. with my car, I can go in because they're like, hey, when your daughter grows up, if she has this car, like you can go in and you can set a radius around your house. And you can set a maximum speed. And that's fucking black mirror And if they shit. try to go, well, yeah. to a point, to a point, you're right. Um, and then if they try to go out of that, it alerts you. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it like shuts off yet, but that's coming. And, you know, to a point where it's like, oh, hey, it'll, it'll hey you're up. my kid. I'm going to let you drive my car. You can only go 70 mile an hour on the freeway. You can only go to this person's house. So it's this far from home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> is it shit we got away with as kids? Kind of. But. Whatever. Well, that's that, what, like, like thinking and of, there's a black mirror about a parent being like right. too overbearing well, and having saying. that shit that's going what on I too. Was yeah. That wow. is exactly black mirror. But like, what about like the, laws and regulations? Because you know, I don't want to be on a fucking motorcycle that like is gonna alert the cops when I go. So break that's the law. that's the problem. That's another with a thing lot too, too. Yeah. and that's with with the. I don't want to badmouth um, insurance companies because they'll probably never want to uh, well, sponsor us or anything. But the progressive uh, yeah. track or something, and the Geico plug and the. And you know, how long until state if you don't have that installed? Oh, you're, your we're insurance get, yeah. is going to go. It's going to be a yep. skyrocket. Yeah. Um, now mine is very good because I haven't got any any accidents. Um, the last accident. I got fucked on my insurance. Okay, but so yours is probably pretty high. Yeah, but Insane. mine is very it's low because we because my You've wife had and more I, accidents in the last year than us two have had in our entire lifetime combined. <laughs> so. If I was your insurance company, I I'd have probably, probably just fucking dropped you. I did more miles in a year than both of you could If buy, your so. insurance company For had, last year, yeah. For overall, probably not. If they had yeah, something, know, though, that was looking at your behavior, which is exactly what the progressive thing does, and they try to market it to people like, hey, show us how good you drive. and get," But mm. they don't take into account, like, show us the day you got road rage. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, look at how, like, you're giving a lot of uh, information away as it is, let alone plugging that shit in. Yeah. The Ducati link thing would, is interesting. Interesting. And we were, uh, I think it was last year or the year before. I, I was talking about when the when the um, they they didn't announce it yet for the Panigale because I don't think the Panigale had come out yet. But for the Multistrada, there's there. I think it is just called Ducati Link, and you can link it. You can show your friends. You can take. I think there's a stupid thing where you can like take pictures and upload it to the thing, and it just. It maps your trip. It's like a GPS map- mapper, and it also... Well, that's how I think they're going to sell it, is they're going to sell it as, like, a social media thing. Well, so they have to, because that's what, like... Well, they're selling it right now as a way to save money. So if you can prove to them you're a good driver, the you save things. money. Yeah, the, the insurance, insurance things, one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the and Ducati thing. Well, I'm saying like. For oh yeah, the Ducati, Ducati like, link. Like, well, the problem with that is connected like, now. Think of like the Strava for bicycles, right? So everyone's going out to these little sections and trying to set the fastest time. 
How long yeah. until someone takes a V4 across the Ortega Highway at record fucking time that no one else can beat? Sends it up to their friend. Hey, look at this with yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Because it shows you your braking and everything. Yeah. It, show, it yeah. shows you the stats of what you, how far you leaned over. Because yeah. it's like, show your friend how far you leaned in the corner. Yeah. That's why it's so dope. It's like a double-edged sword because I like the fact that you have all these, well, these and that's, stats and things that's like that. That's kind of cool, but then how... When someone tries to up their buddy and they fucking run off a cliff and die, and then the cops get that information. And now someone's getting involved, that, and right. then right. So yeah. there, there is a lot of problems associated with it. Yeah, and a hundred k in how many years? In seven years. Okay, one hundred and twenty k, right? Or is it? 100K? Yeah. So that's. Uh, I commuted every day and was doing. I don't know. That's nope. how my bike has eighty thousand miles on it. Yeah, I don't think I've driven that far in my life. I was like, I that's like almost three hundred miles a day. I like to just kick it. Um. Although on my skateboard, in your, face, in your face, sucker! On my skateboard, I probably did one hundred twenty thousand miles. But yeah, so kid. there's there's definitely <laughs> a lot of um, issues with that long term. Yeah, and fu- in the Our, future, this is going to be coming on everything. Yeah, because even if so, even if uh, no one does crash on Ortega and die, what if the cops just like, wait a minute, you hit hundred mile an hour? Well, here's your ticket. Yeah, you know, here's your reckless driving ticket. They like, already use YouTube you videos me. and stuff mm-hmm. to convict mm-hmm. people of crimes mm-hmm. because it's video evidence, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so that's I, you know, that's a good question. With with more and more tech coming on, we were talking about being on dirt bikes where you can send your friend your map. Well, that's the thing. As I was, uh, everything tracks everything. I got like mm-hmm. an email about something about Google Maps, how it's all like stored every single place oh, that you've been to. It is it's all stored mm-hmm. and it's like connected to your profile. Yeah. And that's how they solve a lot of murder cases is they will follow people's if you listen to live and die in LA which was a it happened to hear a few years ago I think 2016 um, they solved a murder case by going into somebody's Google and when I when they told me when they tell they tell you how to do it at the end of the at the end of the show and you go in and I looked at all my Google data and I was like holy fucking shit Google for the omniscient Benevolent power that they are tracks a whole lot well, of fucking shit. Did you hear about the woman who found out her husband was cheating on her because his Fitbit was like she logged in to see his activity and like on Friday <laughs> nights at three a.m. his was activity really... was spiking. <laughs> That's rad. That's kind of funny. She's like, "You better be jerking off, motherfucker." Oh, I was like, "Oh man." You but again, funny. like, that's me, why I wear my Fitbit on my ankle. To me, my wrist. and it's it's a bad. Okay, so it's one of those things like. You help solve a murder. Okay, that's a good thing. You're right. But no one needs to know where the fuck you've been. Dude, privacy if is what I, I'm all about. Yeah, mm-hmm. if if I shop at Whole Foods and I don't want you to fucking know about it, there's absolutely no reason Google should have that stored whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm like, hey, I've only ever been to Trader Joe's, Google has no fucking business knowing that I've been to Whole Foods. I want to be able to lie once in a while. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast or or maybe it was a show where they were talking about how, like, compared to the 60s and the 70s, the kidnapping rates and child abductions, like, totally dropped off once you had um, closed-circuit television (sighs) and a lot of these other things, which was... And it's funny because, like, everyone used to hitchhike across the country in the 70s because it was safe. And now it's dangerous. But there yeah. was a, they were talking <laughs> the about that there was a changed. big fear of like because you didn't have any sort of like ways oh, like there's yeah, not yeah, cell yeah, phones yeah. and stuff you know. Well, so and you like, didn't really have forensics, and you didn't have yeah. yeah there's a lot of sure. advancements that have made life a lot better, but at the same and time, a lot of it, taking like, away our privacy. Like, when we were little, little kids, and you could ride your bicycle to your buddy's house and stuff, and stay out until the sun started to go down, and now we're like we'd never let our kids. That's do illegal, that. and it's, it's like. 
wait a minute though, it's not really any dangerous, any more dangerous. We just see it. Like yeah. mm-hmm. if a kid gets kidnapped, we know about it. Mm-hmm. And there was a time when we didn't know about it, so we didn't understand how often it, it happened. It literally had to make national news to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now we know every single time. Yeah. You know, you get a it, fucking Amber Alert on your cell phone. Yeah. 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 So, hey, guys, we're getting uh, pretty balls deep into this show. Let's uh, especially take, with that interview. Yeah. Let's take a <laughs> yeah. Let's take a quick break and um, come back and do a really quick moto scan. And then I got like one listener email. So we'll be right back with some more creative <laughs> podcast. Those fucking fooligans. I knew you were going to come with something. <laughs> you drool again. <laughs> Hang on. All right, we're back. We've confused Johnny Cash over here even further. Um, this week's Moto Scan brought to you by Clubman Pickles, the Pickles of Champions. Um, this week's Moto Scan, we've we've gone down through some of the stuff. We've <sighs> hitting the shiggy wiggies out of the bliggy blaggies and all the flobby flubies, and now we're down to the combo switches and levers. Now, why did I want to pick the combo switches and levers out of all the things on a motorcycle? Well, because they are part of a motorcycle, and they're a part that nobody thinks about. Do you guys know when the very first combination switch started on a motorcycle? No, I do. The what switch? Never thought about it. The very first combo switches on motorcycles. <laughs> what is that like? Well, those guys that did all the, the it, crazy like stuff? anything on sure. the bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say automatic, like electric trip? start. The electric start was one of them, but they used to have, um, actually, the some of the very first ones were when... Uh, Turn signals were mandated, um, and old bikes actually had semaphores. <laughs> Some, like, I had an old Volkswagen. They had a semaphore. Uh, you would flip the switch, and a little flag would like pop out the side. They didn't have flashing lights because they didn't have like <laughs> dual filament, I guess. But yeah, with the uh, with the invention of um, you had to crank it so that it yeah, would blink. <laughs> with, with the uh, the advent of, of dual filament bulbs came the combination switch where you could now indicate that you were turning. And a lot of motorcycles didn't even have – it wasn't even a regulation that you had to have turn signals um, in a lot of places until the 1960s. But uh, before that, a lot of bikes did have um, – weak for, for a better – Lack of this term switch, you could call it like they had a kill switch here and there. Um, and a lot of bikes did have those. And so it was a single button switch. And if you want to call that a combination switch, go for it. Those have been around for quite a while in order to uh, break the circuit and make um, kill the spark on your bike without having to reach down and like pull four plugs, you know, <laughs> especially on those old bikes that were like, you know, those huge like uh, 650. You know, basically bicycles with motors in them way back in the, the 30s and stuff. But uh, switches and levers, something that you never, ever hardly think about, except for like when Wiggins says uh, electric start. One of the one of the in my opinion, aside from being able to switch instead of hold out your hand and do a turn signal, um, the uh, the signal switch, the electric start is one of the biggest um advances in motorcycling switch technology but now fast forward to you know 2010 and bmw and honda all have them and harley davidson if you look at these monstrous combination switches there's almost you're almost running out of space well indian also has a touchscreen. they had to and you know bmw has a a wheel Mm -hmm. um that you you get it up on the screen and then you wheel through shit so they have so many things that they don't have enough buttons they had 
pardon me, they had to put a wheel on there starting in about like tw- it was 2010 or 2012. Uh, a lot of the GSs and then the K1600s and all that shit had this um, mode. You know, you go it's, through all the modes. It sucks though because it's you like eventually if, get to a wheel. If you have a touchscreen like that, like on the Indian, if you crack that screen. That mm. is going to be hella expensive to replace versus just yeah, and hopefully you wouldn't button. crack it. I mean, that'd be the, that would be like a uh, fairly hard to do well, in an I accident. Mean, you, yeah, that's what I was saying. I guess you maybe you probably just put an old iPhone there and plug it. In. <laughs> there, there you go. You know what? I was trying to think of what bike what the speedometer was your smartphone, and it was it was something like the Spark Pillin or something stupid like it was some bike that came out like five years ago or four years ago, and your smartphone was the they have apps for freaking, that too. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah. yeah, and 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 going back to our thing, talk about the future. Uh, that's. The connectivity thing and the spying on us thing is what I think the future of, sadly, motorcycling is going to be in order to mitigate safety and then make every uh, make well, insurance cheaper. Well, I find those touchscreens or just screens in general, the color ones, I find it to be very distracting. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, uh, the only one I know for 100% is Harley-Davidson and I think Honda Goldwing. You can change the colors because everybody's eyes are a little different and the mm-hmm. sun, going into the sun, if it's the same color as the sky, you can't see it. So they do make them Well, most of them color have changeable. like a, sen- a color, sensor, color sensor. A so color sensor? Yeah, exactly. Hey, can you, what's this word? Can you say this word for me real fast? <laughs> I can't see it from there. Um, yeah, and then like like I'm saying, we went from simple switches, and actually the reason I brought up levers too is because levers and switches um, for the longest time have been some bikes. When I got my very first dirt bike, it had like three levers on it. There was a clutch lever, a brake lever, and a decompression lever. My friend who had an old uh, – was his a BSA? God, I can't remember what bike he had. It was either BSA or Norton had like four levers. Holy there was a clutch lever. All on the handlebars? Yeah. What's the decompression lever for? Well, because like on my dirt bike, you couldn't kick it over because it was so, mm. f- so much fucking compression. You had to like release it and you pull it and it like pulls the valve open so you can at least get the motor rotating so it can get – you know what I'm saying? So what like, was the fourth lever for on, on my bike? friend's bike – it was the friggin' spark. You had to. You Damn. actually had to retard the spark, and and the the lever. You, you can't say that word anymore. <laughs> you had to retard the spark, um, by, and advance it by a lever on the handlebar. So as you're riding, you could actually, but you had to um, retard it very far to get it started. Because you know the old Indians and Harleys actually had. If I'm not mistaken, the throttle was the other side, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe oh yeah. At one point, the throttle I think was, it was on, on one side, side, and on the other side was a spark retardant. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you had both hands were actually twisting at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it might. The throttle might have been on the same side, and then the spark was on the other side. Yeah, and and you know what? I'm but I want to say the throttle and some was actually on the left. On the wrong yeah. oh, the the wrong side. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm thinking back because at some point. During the war, I think it was so you could shoot with your right hand. Most people were right-handed, so they had the throttle on the left side. I'm pretty that makes sure. Sense. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> and by the war, I mean the Great I Motorcycle was War. Of other of, things you could do with your right hand while you're riding. You could totally do twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um, back when the first motorcycles were uh, wild. They were actually wild on the American planes back then, and you, you had to tame one. <laughs> but um, uh, fast-forwarding to uh, the 20s um, and the 30s and even even – God, my friend has like a, a 70s or 80s Vespa where the lever is actually you shift by oh, rotating the whole freaking clutch lever and everything. Moved. Yeah, you pull in the lever and then you rotate the whole handlebar yeah. to shift gears. She has a three-speed Vespa GT or something like that yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, or her Lambretta, whatever it is. You rotate the whole goddamn um, yep. uh, handlebar, right. Yeah. And so clutch, uh, switches and levers often come in the same 
package. And nowadays, uh, with I can tell you right off the top of my the, my head that the K1600 GT, the Goldwing, and then the Harley baggers, almost all the baggers, but especially the ones with the most like the um the ultra limited and the um the uh all the limiteds actually i think uh have so many freaking switches on each side on you're talking both sides now are just packed because uh there's nowhere else to put it on a motorcycle and like jay said they even have touch screens the same ones that have all these switches have an infotainment system now and a cb system and like mm-hmm. and so you're not you're you're done with your hands they had to move down to the the console and there's switches down there too you need like a navigator or like a flight <coughs> console there to, to ride your your big baggers anymore and the friggin gold wings they're all on the what used to be the fuel tank area they're all right there in front of you on this huge massive console so yeah you should i think in the future of motorcycling uh, for the next 10 years, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but in the next 10 years, I think motorcyclists are going to grow third hands to be able to ma- manipulate everything while they're riding um, or get better at riding with no hands so that they can like t- fucking type an essay while they're well, riding. Gonna, I think it's all going to move to, to touchscreen. You think so? Yeah. Like even the turn signals and stuff? Like, Or it'll just be controlled yeah. by the implant in your head. They're, Obviously. Uh, that's what BMW's Next 100, their Vision Next 100 is totally all yeah, about that. Yeah, it'll be predictive turn it, signals. It's your eye. They, mm-hmm. Their thing is the the goggles you're going to be... And they, they were already oh, they, working on helmets for that the stuff. The Subaru, actually, the one up from mine, has um, the Touring model has... Uh, a thing that looks at your face uh-huh. and it has 10 different seat positions you can program in. Mm-hmm. So it will, it'll like, so say like Jay's shorter, right? So say she got in it, it would know it was her from looking at her face and move the seat yeah. to where she programmed it. I think Tesla doesn't have that for the seat, but it has that for the autopilot. Yeah, and, it, and, and it, Volvo has something similar to that, and too. it also does it for like uh, if you're not looking at the road, it tells yeah, you, like, it yeah, beeps yeah. at you. Well, if it sees you're starting to get tired, it beeps at you. Yeah, like that's exactly. Well, what I know the we were joking does. about like uh, the the brain implant, but the, I was actually just reading a study that they just did where they successfully they tra- had somebody train read through a list of words, and they had a bunch of electrodes on their their head, and they were able to tell which word. The person was thinking about oh, predictive, yeah, because predictive of AI. the electrical responses in the brain. So I think that there's going to be helmets like that can tell if you think turn signal. Oh yeah, there you go. You'll the turn signal yeah. will turn on. Well, BMW was also working on heads up ones that were supposed to connect with the environment and tell you, hey, obstacle in road three miles ahead, basically like a waze, but for your um, helmet. And I have my own issues with that, my own issues with ways how it's ruining certain places that used to be off the map, and now it's routing people there to get away from traffic. Mm-hmm. But uh, make a long story short and keep it, you know, switch and, and stuff related, I think it might be a possibility where it looks at your eyes or predicts where you're going to turn, and we may not have switches. Who knows? We may go back to the Moto Gadget, not Moto Gadget. M- well, you're going to yeah. basically, like, Bluetooth to your own bike or your own car. Yeah, you could yeah. do that, too, right. And I, like... As rad as I think some of that would be, again, like there's so many yeah. mm-hmm. like bad possibilities. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone's worried about Russian hackers. What if someone could hack in the system and just <laughs> make you jack sh- off at the bank in public? Shut everyone's <laughs> brain off. Or yeah, I mean honestly, <laughs> I mean stuff like that. Well, I mean, they just use it for. I, I don't think it's even as insidious as that. I think they're just gonna use it to collect data so they can sell shit. I to mean, you. yeah, they're, that's they how already, they're gonna win. They already did MK Ultra and admitted it. it so uh, yeah. I mean, the U.S. did. You mean the yeah. U.S. did? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could go like, say, you were going somewhere, 
and you get pulled over and they're just like, who do you support in this next election? Trump, we're going to turn yours off. Like, or, or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, you're no. not allowed to go to this place. You're allowed to go to that place. Like, we're going to put a combo switch on you. We're going to put a decompression <laughs> lever on your. I mean, it could be like super weird. Yeah. Like, you know, again, like in the hands of the wrong people, you know? Yeah. I, I hope we don't get that far. I, I was just going to say the, the moto gadget switch where it's just like one button, but it controls yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. But man, we went crazy. But that's that. also like one button's kind of weird because you're like cycling through and it you, takes uh, too yeah. long yeah. to like look yeah. at. And yeah. I love their little I, I switches. Like They're tiny. with no switches. Just a well, you know starter. what's crazy, right? You know what's crazy it. is I when I when I first started a long time ago, I don't even know if he still makes bikes anymore. But Jesse Rook's bikes didn't even have freaking levers. I don't know oh, how you um, changed the freaking. You should probably know this. So he passed away about a year ago. Oh no! Yeah, uh, he died in a motorcycle accident because he didn't have levers on his bike. <laughs> um, no, I. The people that know, know. Because somebody got his brain hacked, his brain? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he was dumb and drank too much before okay. he rode home. So none of, none of what he we He did that all the about. time, I guess, but this time was worse. No way. So, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, Shit. Of yeah, all was, the people that passed away, they didn't mention him on any of the news sources I look at. It's it might weird. have been over a year ago now. Yeah. The crazy part is I saw him when I was talking to, I think I was actually talking to Liza or someone, and... um the crazy part with him, like, before I moved to California, he's one of my, like, favorite builders, right? He's made some good stuff. Maybe that's why I haven't seen this. And then, um, that would make sense. I started racing those things, and it got so In big that, like, he came to some of the races. Uh-huh. And, like, was trying, like, kind of wanted to get into it and helping some other guys get into it. Did so, like, I got to... try to, a pair of shoeligans? <laughs> I got to meet him and, like... <laughs> hey, that that, that, that and, like, should violate the... actually got to know him, and, like, he recognized me at shows, and I was like, this is fucking cool. Like, that's Jesse Rook. Make but, me yeah, a that, bike that with that no happened. levers. Yeah, so his bikes famously had no levers. Sasha Cross did that, too. He had uh, hydraulics. Yeah. And, uh, so you'd have the throttle, and you'd roll forward for the front brake, and you'd oh, okay. roll forward for the clutch on the other one. And his, so there was um, no lever lever. It was all right. twisting. And even his stuff that did have levers... Oh, I, I, heard, I've seen that, yeah. I never saw switches. Yeah. And it was all internally wired and you just mm-hmm. you flexed your butt and all the switches were in, hidden in the seat <laughs> of the butt. Um, and none of those bikes have turn signals either, but Yeah. Or brakes or any of that shit that matters. Or yeah. A lot of them would only have one brake. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's they were show bikes for sure, but maybe they didn't even <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, it, maybe they funny. didn't have throttle cable. Maybe they just rolled them in off the trailer and um, I was just like, Wow, this is awesome. <laughs> some of them, yeah. Some of them definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you look at new Harley Davidsons, uh they have Th- you know, it's everything ride by wire nowadays doesn't have any cables sticking off the front yeah. there, so it is all you know, pretty much is all uh, button, mm-hmm. um, internal and, and electronic. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of switches and a lot of stuff um, that existed and didn't exist all at once. And in the future, I think with electric motorcycles, we will have one lever, and that's probably a brake lever. And until they get the internal wiring where you roll forward. And it breaks for you. Maybe we'll ha- maybe we'll have no levers or switches in the future. I just killed Williams. I know, right? <coughs> the thing with a brake lever, though, um, I mean, the whole rolling forward stuff that was kind of a gimmick to hide that. So for normal stuff, you're gonna want a lever. I think for regen braking, that would be good though on electric. What rolling a throttle? It doesn't matter how you actuate it. I mean, your actuating is actuating. But the thing with a lever is, it's that progress. It's not like you could just do a button for brakes. Like you need that progressive amount because you need to control how much braking at all times. So 
You know, it's not like it's going to well, stop you at a normal pace. You're going to have sensors that are going to judge what obstacle you're, you're definitely going to, yeah. And then it's going to calculate it, and then you won't need to regulate yeah. it. Honda actually well, has automatic braking on one, on a bike that they are in development to get. It's not even close to being production ready, but, but the, it is automatic braking. Maybe they don't my have. My car has it, but automatic braking isn't to yeah, automatically not, brake. Yeah. It's to avoid accidents. And you can't. You can't. Mine, like, because yeah. I'll kind of, um, like, come up behind something and then change lanes as I pass. To see how it works. It, it, no, it beeps at me and, like, it taps the brakes on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, dude. Because it thinks, like, for right. my car, it it's didn't make like, you a better driver. <laughs> I don't know about all that. But yeah. It's trying. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I knew it would be fast, but I knew it is it is a really important part of motorcycling. The combo switches and levers. Take those off your motorcycle right now, and you can't go riding. So that's how important they are. They start it, they stop it, and that's the two main things you need to go to get out there and get on two wheels. And with that, I'm going to remind you to get out there and get on two wheels. We need to read an email real quick, and then I'm going to get some... Uh, I'm going to get one of you to say the word. <laughs> um, so what, what word do you want me to say? Uh, this, the word, oh, my God, I was in it. So um, I do have to say that our field reporter, Bri Viffer, uh, went out and gave us this report from the Biltwell. Uh, oh, my God. If the word's in here, do I have to read it? Am I mandated to read it? Okay, good. I, 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 think I, don't, so. I, don't, I don't think, I think it is. I think you have to say I know. It. <laughs> if it is, I will. If it is, I will. Uh, so this year, the Biltwell moved their Wait, parking lot sale. Wait, what if he's... Oh, oh. It's, not, it's not a recording, huh? No, it's me. Uh, I was like, it'd be funny if he recorded it and, it, and he said it. Let me say it like this. <clears throat> this year, Biltwell moved their parking lot sale to Lake Elsinore Storm parking lot. Does that sound like him? That doesn't even sound anything like him. <laughs> let me let me do my best. He's probably no longer a listener after hearing that impression of him. He's like, fuck this guy. Listen, let me do my Paul impression. And I want my bike back. Here's my Paul impression. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> this year, Biltwell moved the parking lot sale to Lake Elsinore <laughs> Storm parking lot. Did he become a bro? <laughs> they also charged five bucks to get in, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that, he's, he's, he's none of these. Anyway, I was happy to support their cause, being a local company to me. Built well, not the storm, although he does like the storm and he supports them too. Go Lake Elsinore Storm. They're also, that's a loose definition of local company, by the way. Hmm. He lives in Lake Elsinore. Well, he lives in Murrieta, I guess. Yeah, and the company's not there. Son of a bitch, they're in Temecula, aren't they? No, they're in fucking China. They have a building Bilt there well? that stores shit. Oh, damn it's it. It's just like the... Well, let me read this. Uh, I like Biltwell because their showroom is close to me. This may yeah, have been technically, it. This may have been Technically, edited. their headquarters are there, yes. <laughs> he got there around 11.30 a.m., but people were there at the break of dawn to scoop up killer deals. And in previous years, he scored some cool Biltwell goggles and T-shirts. He didn't have to use uh, any use for the chopper parts that were there, but he almost did buy a lane splitter helmet. Uh, they only had yellow, and that won't match anything that he rides. And he thinks his head is valuable. Listen, w- w- yeah, and he thinks his head is valuable. Listen, Paul, once you all, you, all I had to do was read this email, and I know what color I'm giving you your BFR back. You should have bought the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but once he sells his buddy's Buell and Y2K BFR, he won't have any yellow stuff anymore. So I guess he does now. He, he said there was more vendors there this year. The Rusty Butcher guys were putting on a smoke show. I think he means the Cycle Zombies. No, yeah. who the fuck was no, it? No, he doesn't mean the Rusty Butcher guys, though. No, it wasn't Rusty uh, Butcher. It was I like don't, Chop there was Cult a, or something. There was a few people that were doing like a stunt show, right? Yeah, it's the dudes that did like the FXR days or Wild FXRs or whatever the, the fuck it was. Tracker Die had one guy doing it, but I don't think they actually put on that thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. He said it totally, anyways, good <clears throat> thing Rusty Butcher wasn't doing it because it totally lost its hooligan cred being in a fenced off area compared to when, how they were running 12 o'clock wheelies up and down Winchester Road. Is that okay Road. you said it because you, you read it? 
What? You said it. You said the word. I did. Okay. And uh, you said it. Should we make Paul do this? I was going to say, who? Yeah. No, I, I told I told you I, I told you if he wrote it I would read it so I did. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, we, we might let that one slide then. I mean, I'll still do it. That's what I'm saying. I, that's why I was asking if I was mandated to well. say it if he wrote it, um, or maybe we'll give this to Paul. This would be pretty. Funny. <laughs> that's what I was, it would be funny if we Both if it was like vid- or like recorded and he just played it. Yeah. But no, I have to read this word for word, so I'm gonna do it. Anyways, he said it totally lost the cred when when they're. Compared to last year, he sent me some video of them running a 12 o'clock wheelies up and down Winchester Road. Black Cat Moto Coffee guys were there, so we had a cup of joe while walking around. And he bought a mug from them and had a couple beanies to fight off these Arctic morning temps. He's been uh, riding, and he said it's pretty fucking cold out there. I also scored a cool leather belt hook, and it's been great weather for the ride out here and for walking around. Live from the Lake Smell Some More, Paul, who also... Made oh, junkie. thanks for the, the shirt, the by the way. It's fucking yeah. awesome. It, it fits me pretty much like a, a, a evening gown dress, yeah. though. <laughs> it goes down to my knees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's yeah, what I got, you get I got only, something, too. Uh, and then, yeah, but thank you. I, I love it. I love <clears throat> it. Also, if someone in Secret Santa hasn't gotten their stuff... Oh yeah, um, I really I wanted to ask. Don't worry his, about it. You're gonna get it. I promise. Okay, are you, are it's you a little late. You're but I think It's a hell of late. It's yeah. it's a little late, but I think you'll be happy. <laughs> okay, well, and, the, I'll give and, you three guesses hey, what you're gonna get. And but I, still, and I told you guys on on Patreon that I'm not responsible. You guys put on your your big pants, so we can put it. I, I hope sent, I sent mine out. Okay, I hope everybody put theirs again. Out. Again. You're not going to be disappointed, and you right. can probably guess what you're going to get. I'm going to pause this real quick because I need to pull a deed because we're at the end of the show, and I, I obviously won't be able to do it on this sh- episode, but we let's see what it is, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. This time I remembered to turn my microphone up and uh, <laughs> fucking t- start recording. I just dropped something, so I'm going to take the one that fell on the ground. Oh, my God, I hope it's not terrible. <laughs> My punishment. I've never opened one of these myself and then had to do it. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> the jar. I'll just do this the one smell, now. The jar of smells? Yeah. I'll just do this one right now. <laughs> the jar of smells. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> God. What's in the jar of smells <laughs> to make it smell? Well, this is a prank I pulled on my friends back in high school where I farted in a jar and then let it ferment for like three months. And I got to tell you, I farted in that jar like three months ago. Plus, it also had pickle brine and some other unmentionable stuff in there. And there may have been like a little poo-poo that came out when I farted into it. <laughs> so I had to <laughs> fucking smell this jar right now. I can't fucking believe I pulled the one. I don't, I don't know if I want really you to open last? it in the garage with the rest of it. Too us. bad. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know, right? say it. it. This punishment for all of us. Oh, it I was fart- hard to open. I just farted over here, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> oh. It probably doesn't smell like anything. I know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm good. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, it probably doesn't even stink. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to smell he it to find out. He can easily <laughs> drop that one so that he could smell it. Yeah, that one was, yeah. In, his, it was in his sleeve the I whole know, time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like I dropped it like, mm, I'll smell it. <laughs> no, oh. like you dropped that card yeah, out of your sleeve. All right. Exactly. Let's just say that that smelled like somebody pulled a pickle out of their asshole. <laughs> and with that, mm. this has been episode 205 of Creative Writing, Murders Like a Podcast. If you want to find... J- <laughs> also, the secret Santa was an awesome idea. My secret, oh. my secret Santa killed it. I got a great gift. A BJ in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not guys, that great. I got to end the show right now. I did get a 
brandy old fashioned in the mail. Okay, I gotta end the show right now um, before I vomit on the microphone. I this- think that's just something you're gonna have to deal with because it's your <laughs> it's your game you made up. <laughs> if you want to check out Wiggins on uh, Instagram, check him out at Field underscore Initiative underscore Nice or Wig zero nine. It's like hitting me now. Can you guys smell it? It's like is it just it's lingering? Like, I farted over here, so whatever I smell it's like, my own. It's like it's like colliding with the pickled turd that I'm smelling in my own. Here, let me nose vape right it now. so that you know, no, 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 no. a mixture of If you if you want to support Jay, check her out on Instagram at the Flying Banana or FBI Incorporated on a big cartel and all that great stuff. If you want to call the show, give us a shout out at 740-563-2858 or email <laughs> email us at creative writing podcast at gmail.com all right everybody bye thank you everybody for tuning in for another episode of creative writing the views and opinions on this show expressed were explicitly those of the people who said it and do not reflect uh any any sort of uh views or opinions of creative writing or the moto one podcast network for that matter uh everything was said was satirical uh, purpose in mind and was just an opinion if we talked about a product and i did want to say thanks to this week's guest austin rothbard from twisted road go out rent a motorcycle live life you know what i'm saying i think that's their uh, the motto for their business and thank you there at the end of the show um Right after Austin's interview, we heard uh, Johnny J and the Flatfoot Flugies, who are no longer, but uh, they sent us some of their music and let us use that when we were promoting it a few years ago. I think want to say back in 2017. So if you if you do have uh, one of their vinyls floating around, give it a listen. Um, and with that, have a wonderful weekend. Don't do anything stupid and don't smell a jar that's had a shitty pickle in it. That's my advice. All right, get out there. Flap them gums in the breeze, you old piece of...